What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. It's not the best one. It's not the great one. You're speaking with the juiciest one. Where are you at? Where, 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 where do you live? In uh, Boulder, Colorado. It's a suburb outside of... Uh, Denver, about a half hour outside of Denver, toward the mountains. So I'm kind of in the mountain region, yeah. Cool. Very pretty up here. That's where you're originally from? Yeah. No, I'm originally from Los Angeles. Really? Wow. Yeah, Compton, Compton, California. Wow. In the city of LA. Yep, yep, yep. I'm over here in San Diego. Yeah. I was a gangbanger in my early days. <laughs> Were you really? Who knew Vader was coming straight out of Compton? Yes, that's exactly, yeah, I tweeted that much, I super don't believe it. But, uh, yeah, we had we, we had to join the gang or get, you know, get the f*** beat out of us every day. Orgullosamente Latino hasta la muerte y después. Worldwide Latino pride, the ambassadors of violence. LAX, K-Dog, the notorious 187 homicide. We be so big. Bang the tang the tang tang. Don't say nothing. Bang the tang the tang tang. I'm from Miami, not Compton. Down with the essays in the 6-4 hopping. To my body was in the 787. And those up in Brooklyn pulling 211. I come through stomping, rolling in my low top chucks. Making sure you suckers feel me every time we bust. Checkered up like a nut going 5150. G'd up and feed up. Creased up in some dickies. Welcome to Keeping It 100 with Conan. Millions and millions of downloads. And pound after pound. Of Iranian tobacco later, we remain the flagship show on the Jericho Network on Westwood One. I'm the MC for the week, the great young Republican. You can catch me on the Joe Cronin Show and the Foul Mouse Network live on YouTube. This week on the show from 83 Weeks, former WCW President Eric Bischoff returns. A throwback segment to pay tribute to Big Van Vader. The Hurricane Shame Helm segment. The Mass Republic Minute. All this, plus listener emails and the world famous disco list. And more. And now, without further delay, let's hand it off to the master of the verbal gym. It's... Yo, we're back. 
with episode 103 of Keeping It 100 with Conan. The mighty, mighty D.I. And Jojo, the Philly Twink Boy. What it do? Boom. Well, Jojo, the Philly Twink Boy, we're not with him because Jojo, the Philly Twink Boy, is MIA this week because he's a... Right. Uh, but I want to hear the crickets uh, anyways. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> of course. That's tremendous. Um, <laughs> I love how, wait a minute, what, what is he in there for? Did some, he was checking something with his head or something like that? No, I have no idea. I was only joking okay. about that. You, you didn't get oh. that joke? Yes, yes, I did get the joke. Yeah, okay. Okay, who didn't get the joke? Didn't somebody knock it? I think, did somebody not get the joke? Somebody, like, responded to that. Like, I think Kleinrock responded. Because right. basically I said that JoJo... Uh, I said JoJo is in the hospital and he had a brain scan and they found right. nothing. Right. Which right. <laughs> and I guess somebody thought that was like that they were thinking I was serious that they found a brain scan and I like, didn't find anything wrong with his brain. You know That's what? Is- when 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 I'm gonna do the shout outs real quick and uh, put the Patreon thing, then I want to ask you something that you had told me about that I think you have some information. So <clears throat> let me um, okay. let me start it off. We'll start off with the with the shout outs. Uh, Jay Missouri uh, from Chicago. Wait, wait, yeah. just, let's, tell, let's tell everybody this week that um, our audio is sounding a little bit different because since Joe is not producing the show, we're doing this on the blog talk radio format. So yeah. we apologize for the audio not being up to, up to the standards that we usually have, but we had to record it under a different uh, format this week. So right. Bear, bear with one of the many reasons... Go. One of many reasons he's still on the sick. He dared to get sick during the right. recording day. Right. That right. doesn't get right. him off the list. It actually keeps him on. Of course. Of course. Uh, David Adamy III from Whittier, California. Uh, Barbara Williams from Norfolk, Virginia. Navy City in the house. Boom. Uh, Dayton J. from Middlesbrough, Northeast England. Uh, Kyle Davidson from Dexter, Michigan. Uh, Dudley Dudette from Port Jefferson Station, New York. CK12, you'll love, I don't, I don't think you'll remember this until I tell you what happened. Do you remember State College, Pennsylvania? Of course. Do you remember what happened there? Yeah, Hoobie got arrested because he tried to run away from the cops. <laughs> How awesome is that? How, I, love the, I, I love the fact that it was at night, okay? The cop was right. chasing him. And he says, he never, how do you not see flashing lights or you not hear the siren? Right. And he's literally yeah. run. The funny thing about this, he was running on foot away yeah. from the cops. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> he must have definitely been what the birdie bad bad was on. Uh, right. Jason, yeah, Jason Bayless from New Orleans, the 504. Brody King, do you know him, the wrestler? Yeah, Brody King. Yeah, he listens to the show from Bad Nights, California, who I think is going to be Does big, really? real big one day. He, yes. Oh, he listens to the interesting. That's, that's cool. Yes. Him and yeah. Kevin Cross had a really good match, the last man standing match. So yeah, they had out, a great match here in California. Out. Yeah, I want to bring him down yeah. to AAA to do the same thing with Kevin over there. Um, right. And real quick, our Patreon site, man, that's where we make some real paper, no ads. Um, um, this is where we put basically... Everything that's left over from from this show, we put on Patreon, and then we put behind the scenes stuff from places that I'm working at. So you can check this out. You know, you know our stilo. We like to bring entertaining, informative, thought provoking content, and uh, ball busting is a must. So you can check that out at Conan.me and Discord. I don't know how, because I never get to see the pictures. Have you been pretty regular, or not? Or you've been 
pretty inconsistent with sending stuff from Sapphires. Uh, I've been pretty well. I've, I was pretty inconsistent because right. we there was there were some uh, porn stars I was I wanted to take the pictures uh, pictures with, right? And right. they're they're posted the, like the advertising picture that they had of the porn stars. The girl right. looked really hot, so it was kind of like really big. Right. And then the girls showed up, and they looked absolutely right. nothing like the picture. You know, That's so, tremendous. So, uh, but, but this weekend, there are a couple hot ones, so I'll definitely get some pictures up with the porn stars. And I've let my, oh, um, and I've let my hair grow. I've not taken okay. down a haircut like like a long time. My hair is long. My All right, so long. This, is this going to be on Instagram? Before it was haircuts, now we're showing hair length. So this will be on Instagram? No, I'm going I'm to do it before and after when I get my haircut this week so people can see how long the hair is. I'm going to try and get, get it. I'm, I'm in Atlanta visiting my parents. Right. Uh, when I come back, I'm trying to get a haircut on Thursday. Uh, that might not happen. It might happen next week. So maybe my hair will be really, really long. I have long, long as it's been in years. Why don't you so, just let uh, it go to your shoulders? No, because it's then it'll look like uh, um, what you call it? Who's the guy on the, uh, who's the boss? What's his name? Tony Danza. Yeah, I don't look like Tony Danza. Um, I want like I don't I want, think he had it to his shoulders. Uh, as long. But Vinny yeah. Barbarino did on Welcome Back Hotter. Yeah. Wow, you he are did. dating yourself. All right, so let me see. Um, oh, here's the thing I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, you're from Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Before I ask you the question, because I was just thinking of Vinny Barbarino, I was watching this interview with him because you know he's playing Gotti, right? Right. And um, so they made it like, I don't know, like maybe John Travolta today, and then he went there to that place in Brooklyn where he filmed, um, you know, Saturday Night Fever. Remember when he ordered the two pizzas and ate them together and shit? Yeah. And so they were they were showing scenes from back then, like back behind the stage scenes. Bro, I could not believe how many people were around that pizzeria and in the streets just to see him. It was ridiculous. It was like a mob scene, bro. And yeah, he's still uh, like an icon, you know? Right. And now he went back to Brooklyn to film Gotti, right? And it was like mm-hmm. all these people that had gone there, they were showing like these original people that had gone there when he filmed Saturday Night Fever. And now they had come uh-huh. back with their kids to see him film Gotti. And it was the same craziness. I was like, wow. Yeah. It was just very eye-opening to see, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I, I think people... Uh, like New Yorkers kind yeah. of still see John Travolta as his characters and not like the like, like kind of like the weirdo Scientologist guy. They, right. they like kind of give him the, they, 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 they see him as, you know, they, they remember him as, you know, Vinnie Barbarino, you know, like right. that's like, that's, you know, who he is to them, you know, Greece and all like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just me, but it's the only, you know, it just made, but that show like gave huge props to Brooklyn. Right. You know, like you'd see the, the opening show, Brooklyn, fourth largest city in, you know, in America, like all, all this, all this, all this stuff, you know? So it's like, it's just always like... And then they, Saturday Night Fever did the same thing. Of course, yeah. And plus he was, you know, and, and, and he was in a, what, what else, you know, Pulp Fiction, he was, he was great, you know? So they, they, they look at him like that. They don't look at him as like, you yeah. know, all the idiosyncrasies he has around him now, you know, like... Whereas you're of, being from Brooklyn, get, keep, you're from Brooklyn, and they look at you as some weirdo that went out to Vegas, so, like, you're well, kind of the converse, well, reverse. That's, yeah, that's, that's a cheap shot. Um, it is. The funny thing is, like, isn't it kind of like a, 
like guys like Cruz and and and, uh, and Travolta, like that are Scientologists, and like we've kind of right. seen the Scientology stories, and they're really weird. And people have left the church, and like you know they've had problems with their, you know his wife, you know left him, and they try to take the kid, you know all, all all this stuff. But like the, the the one thing people just always give actors a pass on is if they return in roles that that, that they like. Like, nobody will be right. talking about Scientology and everything when the next Mission Impossible comes out. Because all the Mission right. Impossibles are good. You know, like, they right. don't care. If there was a they, dud, they they'd really be burying him. Right. They're like, they're like they, they love people like Ethan Hunt. You know what I'm right. saying? They don't see Tom. They're, they're, not, they're not investing two hours thinking, like, oh, this is Tom Cruise. I'm going to sit down and watch two hours of Ethan Hunt and Mission Impossible. You know? Right. And it's kind of weird how people look at actors like that. Like, they give him passion. But the other times, when he's not doing those movies... In between movies, there'll be stories very critical of them. You know, like Us Magazine and like the, the, the tabloid magazines will be, you know, just, just, just constantly trying to bury the guy. You know what I'm saying? Well, let me, let, like, let me ask you a question. At... Let me ask you a question. Not about Tom Cruise, because if I don't ask you now, I know I'm going to forget. It's funny how they say that, you know, pot, if, like if you smoke a lot of it, it makes you forget stuff, right? Right. Yet I never forget to take it. Nothing. Um, so you had some something down the rumor mill on uh, Cass, big Cass. Oh, Cass, right. Cass has got uh, got. So Cass, uh, we can kind of start this with our. Um, uh, we'll kind of do, do this like our uh, money in the bank talk. Um, right. We already talked about it on the monkey on the, on the monkey the cupcake show. If you're if you want to hear the in depth uh, talk on on. On uh, Money in the Bank, you can pay a buck and listen, and, you know, and uh, join our Monkey in the Cup. Well, let me just um, say this. On Patreon, I went, so. Yeah, I got in late to the money on the Patreon talk because I was in Aerolucha on Sunday in Nashville, and our show ended like an hour before the recording started, and I still had to get back to a hotel and all that. Um, so I didn't see it when you guys were talking about it, but I went back mm -hmm. and I did watch everything you put over. And the one thing mm -hmm. that I did want to say is I had a lot of reservations, first of all, because their promos were brutal. Uh, number two, mm -hmm. the way that first Naya came out is like a bully, and then she pedaled back, and now she wasn't a bully. She was just uh, mm -hmm. playing with Ronda's head. And then, of course, the aforementioned who's going to lead who in the ring. Now, mm -hmm. I, there was a part of me that was thinking if they had enough sense to go over the match when Hunter and Stephanie were in and it came out this good, I'm going to assume that they probably went over the Nia Jax and Ronda match, so it would come out good, and I was correct, because that match was very good and way better than I thought it would be. We were really good. It was very well done, and then, of course, wow, I couldn't believe at the end when Alexa came in how over she was with the fans, and mm -hmm. then... What really freaked me out was then when I watched Monday Night Raw and they oh, and another thing I love that judo flip she gave uh, right. Naya and then she kind of yeah I love right. the judo flip she gave Kurt Angle on Raw then <clears throat> when she came you know uh, um, people were were putting over um, Alexa on Raw and after Ronda was done with Angle and the refs and putting her through the table. Ronda was now over, so they did a great job. Right. Yeah. Um, so let me to just to, to point this for discussing the Ronda match first. Let's go to, to on the Money in the Bank match. The one thing, the good thing about the match, and this is the way that Nia Jax needs to work, she needs to hit these girls with big moves and let the right. girls sell. 
Right. Sell a big move, and that's what that's what. And Ronda does. But bro, that's the thing. Like we talked about this in the thing. Like uh, like like shoot fighters. Uh, when I when I've, I've trained shoot fighters, and they they pick up the selling really well, and maybe because they have right. a good a good point of reference where they've actually been hurt. You know, <laughs> they can they can sell like you know they they can sell agony because these people have been been in fights for real and been beat up before. You know, so like so they sell and they embrace it. Okay, she did that really well, and that's the way that match should have gone. Because there's no way, right. like, like Ronda Rousey's, uh, like the, the path they have her on, you couldn't have her just walk through Nia Jax, you know, because it's just right. like I said, it just does not look realistic. Ronda Rousey's a 135 pound fighting shoot fighting champion. Nia Jax is 276 pounds of building her ass, and that match told that story of what should have happened when a 276-pound girl fights a UFC former champion. It's like the 276-pound girl is pretty freaking tough. She's, you know, if she gets a hold of you, she's going she's gonna to knock you around a little bit. And, that, that, and that's, why, that, that's what made that match good. Um, and plus on Monday night is they finally did what they should have been doing with Ronda from day one, and it's just chaos. When Ronda Rousey shows up, there should, shit should just break down into chaos. You know, you should have think. Uh, I did not like uh, the only thing I did not like about that. I, I you know, Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Angle's a, t- a tough cookie. I would, if I was her, I would have told you know. I think she took care of him on those those suitcase shots. I would have just said, yeah, if I was Kurt, and said, hey, just knock the shit out of your dudes. You know what I'm right. saying? Just like you know, well, it's, it's good. It's good for business. You know what I'm saying? But that that's right. the one thing I didn't like. Um, right, but you're also but yeah, talking was, about a girl that's been in the business less than six months. You know, so it's you know. Yeah. No, she does. She, yeah, in the back of her mind, she doesn't want to hurt this guy. She doesn't know how to really lay it in like you would be able to. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, also, well, I guess the, the one match I missed was Big Cassie. But I finally Bryan. found out a way for you to agree with me. Just put you over. Go ahead. Right. That's a smart thing to do. Uh, right. Um, the Big, big Cass wrestled Daniel Bryan. I missed that match. But then now, uh, two days later... It was better uh, than big their Cass first match, been, I'll tell you that. Okay. Well, now all of a sudden, Big Cass is released. Right, and, like, and we'll, we'll have you heard. Smackdown. Okay, sources, I have sources. Okay, right. my sources told me um, that they were still upset. Uh, I guess he did, this, this is reported. Um, they they were upset that he had uh, did that angle where he wanted to beat up a, a little guy that looked like Daniel Bryan, and they told him not to, and he still did that, like leading up to that angle. I think that was a few weeks ago, Okay. And I heard they were hot at him for that, right? And this is, um, and I want to tell you, um, I had originally heard that also. And I was thinking to myself, unless you're like a big star that can deflect mm-hmm. that type of heat or even insulate it, why would you even go against something that Vince specifically said no? Right, yeah. That's, and you're not, especially, yeah. you don't have, yeah, you're not, you right. have You got no juice right now, right? No juice, no juice. You know, don't come across as a know-it-all when you haven't gotten over yet. Um, right. Also, I heard that there was a uh, incident on a tour bus where he had locked himself in the bathroom accidentally, and he he broke the tour bus bathroom to break out of the uh, uh to, to to get out of the bathroom, and he, and he tore up the bathroom. Right. And so let, let us explain had... something. This is for the young cats in the business, just so you know. So when you're new to the business and you don't follow attention or you don't follow rules, I can guarantee you, ninety motherfuckers went and told on you. So now the booking committee has their eyes on you, waiting for you to fuck up again. And when you do a second thing, 
You better remember if you did anything before because now you got a whole bunch of heat. You know what I'm saying? Also, I got there's rumors that he was supposed to rehearse a promo that uh, he was going to be doing on the show, and he blew off the rehearsal, and the promo ended up going long. And like they blew, you know, you know what I'm saying? And that's going to get you heat. Um, yeah, he wasn't it something too that like, he was supposed to do something with Kevin Dunn and didn't show up? Uh, yeah, they were supposed to go. They were supposed to go to a rehearsal with Kevin Dunn, and then and, and that's the thing. They rehearse it with the, the, you know, the producer guy, and they didn't. He didn't do it, or he blew it off, and he ended up going out there and he went over, and it screwed up because he didn't. They didn't. You know, they didn't go right. over. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, and I heard and that then, he well, what, 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 Go ahead. And these are my, these are my sources. Okay. Right. And I also heard that he has uh, just creative differences. So he's probably coming right. here. You know, I mean, bro, I, I guess something must have happened at TV. I don't know exactly what happened. The, uh, the final straw where they just sent him home and, and released right. him. Right. Well, they, well, they didn't just, just send him home. Yeah, they, they released him on TV day. It's like, show up, it's like, hey, hey we're going to send you home. It's like, no, you're, you're done. Right. You know, and home, I also... Home, you're, you're, you're sending you home and you're, you're done with the company, you know? So fired. And, 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 bro, he must have had some heat because somebody pointed this out. I was reading about it. It said he wasn't even future endeavored. You know what I'm saying? They were just like, right, yeah. you be, he was yeah. released. It fired. didn't say good luck on fired. your future. Yeah. Yeah, fired. You show up for work, and they send you home, and they say you're done. What does that mean? It's like, you know, you're, yeah. you're fine. Right? You know. um, and then the also, other thing uh, is that... Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, and then I, I, I was thinking to myself, well, bro, I think him and Enzo would make good money on the indies, and then somebody told us that I, have, I think they, they have heat with each other. Yeah, yeah they, they wow. do not like each other. And uh, Enzo is buried cast on a podcast. Uh, because he said he lost respect for Cass, and Cass hurt his leg, hurt his knee, and just walked back to the locker room and didn't finish the match. And Enzo lost it. Enzo quit talking to him after that, supposedly. That's all on record. Really? So they don't like. They, yeah, they don't like each other. That's just, that's just all. It is a shame that that was like a yeah. hot tag team, and yeah. now they're both done. You know. Right. Well, you never know. Money might bring them back together. You know what I'm saying? You never know. You never know. Um, yeah. I want to talk about the. Uh, did you watch the Ginger Roman match? Yeah. What what would you think? Um, I just think it went a little bit too long. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't think that they deserved the, the chance that they were getting, bro. Bro, that's, let me tell you something. This is, this is you know, they were chanting Johnny Gargano. Huh? 
Well, bro, they're chanting. Here, here's the thing. I don't care what you can chant whatever you want. All right, but um, my whole thing. Yeah, but no, but it isn't that you can chant whatever you want. When the crowd's chanting that, that means they don't like the match. Okay, because you okay. see them chant that but, during AJ Styles and Nakamura, which was a no, great match. No, but, but, that's, but that's the thing. I think the fans were just because they have a predetermined... Here, here's what I didn't like, okay? And this is where the fans were assholes, in my opinion, okay? Is that they, did, they have a predetermined vision of what, what, Rome, what Roman is because of creative and they don't like him. They have a predetermined thing of what gender is because they don't like his work and stuff. But, bro... Okay, that's fine. You can do some chants and stuff, but if they're actually working hard and actually having a good match, and you're chanting, this match sucks, and this is awful, that's, the, the, the fans are just being dicks. Because they, they did not deserve that. Okay? Because, like, you know, whatever, if you're a fan, and, like, you respect the product, you talk about, like, you're a WWE Universe, and you love, you know, if the two guys that you've demonized are going to go bust them, and, they, and they, they, these guys knew the fans were going to hate them. Like, if I, honestly, if I want to book that match, and I was the agent, or I was talking to this, that I go, bro, you know what these guys should do? These, like, like they did when, remember when Roman just sat in the, the ring the, the day after he beat The Undertaker and didn't say a word for 10 minutes and just let the fans yep. boo them? Boo them. Yeah. I would have I told these guys, guys, you know what, let's do this. Go out there and grab a headlock and hold it for 15 minutes. And right. just let the crowd do the same chance they would have done. And it would have actually been a story could have come out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, the, like they, trolled the, they trolled the fans while the fans were trolling them, if they would have done that. But they went out and busted their ass and just right. went out and put up professional performance and worked their ass off. And still the fans just decided we're going we're gonna to shit on you guys and we're going to shit on your, on your professionalism, which is wrong. You know? Did right. you see that Ryan Satin jumped in on this with, with me? No. Did you see, oh, you did not see this. Okay, so Ryan no, Sadden... Uh, that's what no means. He, he, thinks it's, he thinks it's funny that, uh, that I'm sitting there saying that when I had no problem with the fan yelling cheeseburger at Nia Jax. And right. I'm like, bro, I go, that's, I, you know, we had an exchange. I go, that's completely different. I go, because the right. fans are, 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 are healing on, on an on a overweight character trying to get under the character skin. They're not right. shitting on the performance of the care of, of the of the of, of both performers in the match. That's completely different. You know, you're right. like like they're not they, they weren't chanting Nia Jack like this is awful. Your match sucks. They're chanting cheeseburger at her because she's overweight. That's like right. completely. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, you agree that those are two completely different types of of, of instances. Uh, they're different, but in a way, they they do have similarities. But I do see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's hilarious. You're disrespecting her, but but but, but she she's an overweight character. Yeah, you, well, you're still she disrespecting was, she, Roman and Ginger by saying this match sucks, even if they're not saying sucks. Roman sucks. You're basically right. yeah, but but one is more like you said, more one is more kind of like I don't know. You're being dicks in both cases, but uh, I think but, with but, Roman and and Ginger, there is something to what you say. People already hate him, and no matter what he does, they're gonna boo him. And I, you could tell right. Ginger. I felt this is what I felt. I feel like Jinder and Roman are two guys that get a lot of booze. Obviously, Jinder doesn't care because he's a heel, but and I'm sure it's bothered Roman at some point, as hard as he's worked and everything he does. Right. And and I've heard from guys that are real cool that I get along with real cool, and I 
and I respect their um, opinion. They're like Roman Reigns is one of the boys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so absolutely. he has respect in the dressing room, bro. Big time respect. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. So I think the fans, you know, I think they're more than anything still telling WWE, you know, this isn't the guy that, you know, this is the guy you want to push. You know, we're pushing back because of all the times you didn't listen to us. And I don't know, I don't, I don't know if it's more Romans than the position. Like maybe if somebody else was in that that position, they'd be getting that heat too. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, here's, well, yeah, but here's the thing: like Romans didn't do anything. Like those guys did nothing wrong out there. No, they went out and busted their right, ass. Right, but like you said, like, so, right, so there's like already the, a predetermined bias. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You're. you're, Cause, you're cause I thought when I was looking at predetermined bias, while when I was looking at their ass off. Right. When I was looking at Jinder, the one thing I was thinking is Jinder knows, you know, bro, he reads shit, he hears shit. Wrestlers, wrestlers, the first thing they do after a match, the majority of them, especially this, this generation, is they immediately go to their phone to see what people said about them. Immediately. And, you know, it must hurt Jinder to hear you suck and you can't go and all this. And he probably wanted to go in there with Roman and go, hey, man, you know, I can still go. And like, I like the, sh- the thing they did with the guy in the wheelchair. You know, that got him some heat uh-huh. and all that. Yeah, 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 but you yeah. could tell Mahal yeah. was working extra hard, you know, and so they were right. working hard. They didn't deserve that right. chance. So I, I will agree with exactly. you on that. Yeah. All right. Um, are you ready to go to the mailbag? All right. Let's hit it. Um, so this first one's from Marcus Williams. Uh, I, actually, let me tell you something. Ever since we've told people to keep these short and sweet, uh, they're, they're short and sweet, right, which I like because I don't like reading a bunch of crap. Right. This is from Marcus Williams. Subject, Disco can stop crying now. Jericho gave Disco credit for coming up with the Man of a Thousand Four Holds gimmick on his podcast. That's bigger than some childish apology or outing him for eating in a soup kitchen. Keep up the good work, fellas. You know, that's kind of funny. We we brought that up on the on the uh, Patreon show, the Money in the Bank show. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and so by coincidence, this guy brought it up. So there's there's a guy without knowing that I had talked about this saying the same thing. That's kind of like an apology. It's absolutely not an apology, okay? Because all he's, like I said on the, the Patreon, all he's doing is reiterating an historical fact of what's already been discussed and been, been out there before. He's just, he just uh, reiterated it. We talked but about it, that on but, his podcast. He admitted it. Everybody's admitted it. All right? All right. Um, so he's still on oh, the list. Oh, look who said get this. Guess, guess, guess we got a letter from who? Luke Smith. Oh, the Aussie. Okay. Yeah. The subject is the Aussie shoey. Okay, I don't know what this means here. But, oh, yeah. Uh, Remember when I asked the thing about why, why the guys drink out of the shoe? Oh, okay. Well, here we go. Hey, guys. To answer your question on the shoey, definitely an Aussie thing, made famous by Aussie surfers, fishermen, partygoers, the Mad Hueys, and taken up by Aussie F1 driver Daniel Ricciardo. Pretty popular here. Personally, not a fan. I find it almost disgusting as KG's face. Uh, boom. <laughs> so they show, and it shows this uh, this F1 driver. He it shows he sent a video, and he's eating out of the shoe. He's drinking. He's pouring the beer in the shoe and drinking out drinking out of the shoe. Said, that's disgusting. What well, that is a terrible uh, uh, ritual. Drinking out of a shoe. I mean, I, 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 if the shoe has never been worn. I could see, but like, if there are, are there, have these shoes been worn? Like, do you have a worn shoe? That's gross. Yeah. Not, what's the Mad Hueys? The Mad Hueys against this Aussie stuff. That's another question. Well, hey, Luke Smith, what are the Mad Hueys? So well, maybe he'll send in a letter this week and answer that. 
All right. Um, and this is from uh, Kaipo Kojima. This is Schmuck again. This is uh, Kaipo Ponohu. Right. Okay, and you know what the subject is? Get your kazoo in. No. The subject yeah. is JoJo's Man. <clears throat> hey, guys. Just became a monkey and a cupcake member a few days ago, and I'm catching up on old bonus content. I occasionally catch old episodes, and I totally forgot how much of a shithead KG is. For, so- <laughs> for someone who is an advocate for positive mental attitude, he was a super shit disturber. So Here's Jojo, what's funny. Here, here, what, real quick, this is what's <laughs> funny. You, here's another guy that is answering something we talked about on Monkey on a Cupcake. Disco right. actually asked the three listeners what they thought about KG. One guy buried him, and two guys kind of put him over or said that he was, you know, he, they didn't really have a problem with him. And now this guy right. just came and he answered that same question, but go ahead. Okay. So, JoJo, for the amount of crap you get from everyone, you are 100 times better than KG. Props to you, Conan. You're the man. The 187 was one of my favorite finishing maneuvers. And Disco, you were a mediocre wrestler who stole his finishing move from Steve Austin. Did you ever give Alex Wright a horchata cinnamon handjob or cross dicks with him in the past? Thanks for all the informative and thought-provoking content. Maybe I could record the opening for your show sometimes in the future. Thanks, guys. Kapo Punohu from Hawaii. You know, this this okay. Kapo guy can go fuck, see, he can go fuck himself. For, uh, Wait a minute, let me like ask that, you a question. You know, in a very disrespectful <laughs> manner, what? And let me just say two things. It says maybe, okay, one question. Have you heard the last three or four openings of the show? Yeah, we got listeners do them. Right, and they yeah. all get kazooed. So, right. yeah, if you want to get kazooed, <laughs> you can record the opening of the show. <laughs> you would also have to tip for that. So these guys are actually okay. tipping to get kazooed. One more question. That's a- Kaipo Panohu from Hawaii, are you happy, uh, Disco? I mean, I just want to see how much your, your vial goes with this guy. Are you happy that a couple of weeks ago that, that that volcano erupted in Hawaii and threw ashes over everybody and he happens to live there or no? I'm, I'm, I wish that it wiped out his house. I'm actually <laughs> I'm definitely hoping for that. If it, and if it hasn't wiped out the house yet, I'm hoping that the lava does engulf the house and, wipes, <laughs> and, and ruins it and, and uh, melts it to the ground, okay? That's what I hope for you, Capo. Uh, All right, Capo. <laughs> Thank you for uh, sending in your letter. Go ahead. Uh, okay, I can't believe that Joe actually has submitted this. If Joe was here, I'd just kazoo him. Um, Let me just kazoo him <laughs> anyways. <laughs> I, I got to get that slide whistle, bro. Go ahead. Okay, this is from Polly Esther, the evil killer. <laughs> right. Okay, what the, and the subject is, what the hell is a good worker? Evening, gentlemen. I want to start off by saying LaParka is super over with me for providing the best gif ever. The one where he takes his chair and clobbers Disco. Tremendous. Conan, why do you continue to associate yourself with this schmuck Disco is beyond me. I feel like he should get kazooed after every sentence he finishes. Would you say his nose is closer to Gonzo or Toucan Sam? Also, I have close to 100 Twitter followers. Jojo needs to take his head out of his ass and give me a podcast on his creative control network. On to the question at hand. For as long as I've been a wrestling fan, a good worker was considered to be a person that would that would want to sail, make their opponent look good, and make every move look real. Sail. Nowadays, man, that thing meant sell. Okay, wrestlers that would yeah. sell, make their opponent look good, and make every move look real. Nowadays, wrestlers don't do any of that. They don't sail. He keeps saying sail. I think it means sell. They take devastating maneuvers and kick out, and it just all looks phony. 
Basically, they're shitting on every move done back in the day by making them high spots. Why is this considered good work? I'll give them props and say that they're more athletic than back then, but better workers? Keep up the jo- JoJo and Conan. You two are the best. Polyester, the evil tailor. I'm not going to disagree with anything Polyester Taylor said in the second paragraph. The first my, paragraph, I'll vehemently disagree with his uh, his insults uh, towards me. My, he hits my ass. Uh, but, but yeah, okay, that's back, back in the day, that, that that's what work that's what work was. Now it's like you know. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to expound on that. I think we're going to the same thing. So. First of all, um, the Gonzo and Toucan San, I think it's a combination of both. Um, and I do think JoJo, you know, he's got a whole hundred Twitter followers. That's, that's like 80 more than Gary from Las Vegas. Um, let me see. And, bro, he makes a very good point. And the thing is, is that that's what a good worker was back then in those standards. And now a good worker today is a good worker under different standards. But, but, you, but you do make a very good point. Here's here's the thing, is that the standards for what is a good match has changed, okay? And I think we kind of sit there and say that, like, the guys that the people say that have good matches now are good workers, when necessarily they may not be the best workers, based on on the standards that we have. Because, like I said, Brad Armstrong would be a top guy if if he would have worked today, because he was that good. You know what I'm saying? And he would, you know, he he just he always had a good match. And everybody that whenever you went to the show, you saw you saw your name was next to Brad Armstrong. It was like, wow, we're going to have a really good match today. You know what I'm saying? But like now it's different. It's just like I said, I've I've, I've given up like trying to preach stuff like this and everything, but uh, because it's just the stuff has just changed. So yeah, right. okay. it is it that's way, exactly I, wait, what's happening. It's changed. Not. This is not the same wrestling we grew up on. Yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, let me go. Bro, this is, do you know what this is? Here, this is disgusting here. Do you know what Joe has done this week? We have another no. letter from Kaipo Panohu. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Uh, just because do that, that Joe has given two submissions right. for Kaipo Panohu, please. I guarantee you, Kaipo Panuku, one of these two, is either going to have his own podcast on his show, or he's going to be interviewed much like that Adrian Thomas guy who's going to beat his ass, but go ahead. Right. Uh, well, it looks like he's trying to get his uh, own podcast. Okay, the subject is the filthy animals. Hey, guys, I have a message for Conan. Of the crop of superstars from the WWE, who would you pick to be a new filthy animal stable? I know for Disco he would pick Calculator, the evil mathematician, Bo Vine, the evil milkman, and Dr. Archer support the evil podiatrist who was a face but turned quote-unquote heel. Thanks for the great content every week. Kaipu Panohu. P.S. Jojo, Jojo, my condolences to your family. I lost my dad a few years ago, so understand. With that being said, you still suck. Got to keep up the gimmick. Got to keep the gimmick up, brother. Says Kaipu Panohu. All right, I'll pop pop for him bearing him, um, and I'll kazoo the bovine and the archer support. (laughs) Right. Who would you pick for the filthy animals? I would have to think about it, but um, for sure, if ADR was still there, <laughs> he would be on it. And, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I would definitely put the Cologne brothers there, very filthy animals. Um, a- what do they call them? The Col- ADR Page and the Cologne brothers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There's your whole filthy standard. Yeah, there it is. That's right. the stable. There it is. Right. 
Um, this has been the introduction, and enjoy the rest of the show. Boom. That's right. It's me, DDP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time world champion, and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. And you, monkey, well, you are keeping it 100 with my man, Conan. And the fuck? Disco? I am Disco. Oh, God. You still got it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Hey, everyone. Brian Zane here from Wrestling With Regret on YouTube, and you're listening to Keeping It 100 with Conan, a legend in this business, a revolutionary, influential force in professional wrestling. And, um, well, Disco Inferno's there, too. Yes, hear me now. It's the Golden Ayatollah Bin Hameen, independent wrestling superstar, star of the Vince Russo brand. And right now you're listening to Keeping It 100 with the wrestling legend himself, Conan. And unfortunately, that stupid moron, Disco Inferno, he deserves a $5 face slap. You'll never put me on any disco list. You're just been put on the list yourself, moron. So hear me now. Let's keep it 100 and go back to the show. <laughs> Yo, what up? This your boy, Famous B, from Lucha Underground, Mr. 423, get fame. You're now listening to Keeping It 100. Conan all up in this bitch, D.I. all up in this bitch, hooving to with all this juice, bitch. I be jumping off the ropes, you probably didn't know I spit, got Benji's in my pocket and been keeping it 100 cents. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Next up on Keeping It 100 with Conan is part two of our interview with Eric Bischoff. In this interview, Eric will discuss his favorite firings from WCW, President Donald Trump, working with Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair, working with Conrad Thompson and Bruce Prichard, and more. Hey, Let me ask uh, you a question. Um, I, I have two questions from our producer, Eric. All right. Okay, He's, he says that in your book that the honky-tonk man was your favorite person to fire from WCW. Is it true that Disco Inferno was your second favorite? <laughs> I Actually, I wish I could fire honky-tonk man at least once a week. <laughs> That's tremendous. Wait, 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 wait a minute. What, what, what did he do that he garnered that type of heat with you? He showed up. <laughs> Was I mean, very... he actually, look, I, he, I, I hired him. I it more or less as an experiment, you know. Right. Hulk, you know, was convinced that you know he could get over because, you know, Hulk had you know a positive experience with him, you know, way back when or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I could bring him in cheap enough. He was kind of a mid card thing. It was a world television title thing. There were still a lot of fans that remembered him from you know his WWF days. So it was kind of a eh, we'll give this a try. Right. And then he got that world television title, and motherfucker actually thought he was over. I mean, he actually thought he mattered. Right. And when I when it came time for him to to you know to do what we needed him to do and drop the belt, he like tried to bow up and, and hold me up. Right. He's like, motherfucker, I don't care if Hulk brought you in or not. There's the door. Take you and your glitter and your fake guitar and your shit. Go. I'm tired of you. Wow. It was, it was, I like, wait a minute. I just like, I just want to say this. I like the, the vileness still in that promo 20 years later. I can only imagine the heat real time. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I know I, I and I laugh about it. You know, and I see him yeah. out every once in a while. I'll see him at a convention or something, and you know, he just smiles and he nods. But you know, I wish he was around. I wish he would come out to Wyoming just so I could fire him once a week because it would make my week. I'd feel better every week. I'd feel that better. Is, that is tremendous. <laughs> okay, here's another. Here's the second question from Jojo the Twink Boy. That's his name on Chatterbait. Jeez. But anyways, it says you guys always talked about the finger poke of doom and some have said that that started wcw's downfall at the same time though disco joined the nwo which do you think was worse in the long run <laughs> <laughs> can you see the theme of the show is that huh? just like a constant still to this day a constant burial of me it does come up there's the finger poke of doom and the disco <laughs> joint of doom right. it's, it's a tough call <laughs> last time we were here we got into a pretty intellectually stimulating conversation which i enjoyed about of all things politics and at that time we were all kind of in the same bed you um disco and i that we were going to give trump a chance so my question is one year in what is your evaluation i just look at numbers right i look at the unemployment rate Right. I look at the uh, African-American, Hispanic unemployment rate. Right. I look at the stock market. Um, I look at jobs. I look at gross, dom you know, gross domestic product numbers. Um, and oh, by the way, um, we're at least in the very early stages of um, getting the nukes out of the Korean Peninsula. Uh, I just look at the numbers. I don't necessarily like the guy. <laughs> Every right. time he opens his mouth, I leave the room. I kind of cringe, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Right. I just look at the numbers, and right now I'm digging his policies. 
I just, I am. Right. Yeah. I like I tell I tell my my friends I go what do you think and then I say look I, his new tax the tax cuts I got I'm making four I'm gonna make four percent more money this year on my thing which is, yeah I think oh big deal I go well <laughs> but still more money than, than less money it's like you know I, so that that's I'm the same way as you I'm just a numbers guy but whatever you know let the uh, if everybody wants to concentrate on the guy's Twitter you know and, and and concentrate you know he he's obviously trolling everybody they're buying into it they're feeding into it and then. You know, if that's all they care about, it's like if they think that's the news and they just want to ignore the numbers, then fine. Just There's going to be a group of people that just are going to dislike the guy forever, and there's just a group of people like us that are just going to say, hey, just let the guy do his job, and I'm not going to worry about all the noise. And just, just show me the numbers when all said and done. You know, That's the way I look at it. You know, I, I, to me, I think he's got a, uh, a mean Twitter game, but um, – uh... You know, I just have a lot of problems with him personally and some and just his stance on whether it's African-Americans, whether it's Mexican immigrants, whether it's some of his stance are uh, too far to the right for my liking. But um, let me see. What was the other thing that I wanted to ask you, Eric? Um, what did you think of that controversy? What, where have we gotten now? I mean, did, well, I guess in this in the climate we're living in now, it, it w- was to be expected. But what was your... Your thoughts of one day I fired Roseanne for what she did? I think they had to. Right. I, I mean, that was, I, I mean I, here's what's hard for me to understand. I mean, she's a smart person right. that has made a career in Hollywood. Right. And, and I, it's unfathomable to me how anybody, who's ever made more than $800 in the entertainment business could do something so stupid. Right. And, and, and to, in, in any environment, you know, forget about today's environment. I mean, that was a stupid, that was just such a stupid thing to say 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it would have been a stupid thing to say. It was like a Bill Watts comment. Right. You know, it, it was that stupid. And it's hard for me to believe how someone who is so smart in so many other ways you know, she's been a producer. She's an executive producer. She's a writer. She's an actress. And y- you have to know your audience and you have to know your world. And she certainly did, but she did it anyway. Now, you know, evidently she blamed it on Ambien and, you know, whatever. And by the way, I, I don't disbelieve that. I've seen people do some pretty stupid shit. Yeah, on but here, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Eric. <clears throat> it's like anything else, bro. If you know you're going to be on Ambien, stay away from Twitter. It's almost like if you're drinking, stay away from a car. Because if you tell a judge, oh, I was on Ambien, that's why I ran the kid over. Well, too bad. You shouldn't have been driving while on Ambien. She shouldn't have been tweeting while on Ambien. And I think the same thing as, you know, why don't you have a Twitter team if at night, you know, um, you know, they can tweet for you if you're drinking or taking Ambien or pot or whatever. You know, you've got enough money to, to fucking check that shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, and it's it's more than I, I agree with that, obviously, but it, it, it's even more than that. And it was really, I thought it was pretty funny, but it was also really true. Um, and look, I've when I say I've seen, um, I've really seen people that don't even know where they. I, I have a cop friend that was telling me about somebody the other day, actually, um, that and not actually not a cop friend, a friend of mine who's in the. Uh, drug rehab business. He, right. he works for a rehabilitation center down in Florida. And I was with him this past weekend, by the way. And this guy's been through it all. He was a heroin addict. He did time in prison for heroin. 
Um, he got out. He turned his life around. Now he's one of the leading um, re- rehabilitation experts in the country. He's on TV all the time. He really knows his shit, right? right. And we had breakfast Saturday morning, and we were just we were talking about this very thing. And he was telling me about uh, a friend of his who had a neighbor who had taken an over who OD, you know, took too much Ambien and had had a couple beers, got out of bed naked walked down the street to his neighbor's house, crawled into one of the kids' beds naked, right. and didn't even know he was doing it. Right. So, I mean, that just can, it can, you can do some really, not only stupid shit, but you don't even know you're doing the stupid shit. Right. So I understand that, but here's the part that, that I don't think gets her a pass, even on Ambien, is Ambien doesn't make you a racist. Right. That thought, that idea... Cross was in her mind, right. whether you knew you were doing it, not doing it, whether right. you were drunk, whether you were high, whatever the fuck, you still do. You, you, it's still a thought that is processed in your brain, and it comes from somewhere. Ambien right. doesn't make you a racist. Ambien may may make you you know forget you're doing stuff, but it doesn't make you a racist. And I think that's where she she lost her credibility. Yeah, and the, I love when when the company that makes Ambien said one of its side effects is a racism. Did yeah. you pop up exactly? That? Right, exactly. And uh, and plus, not only that, who calls a white lady an ape? You know, so <laughs> I mean, give me a break. Uh, yeah. Eric, you did a you did a show at the Hard Rock last night. Uh, did what 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 are the, what's the, what's uh, the premise of those shows? That was great. I did it with uh, Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. It was kind of a Legends of, of the Ring. Um, you know, Q and A, meet and greet. You know, the whole fan experience. Jimmy Hart was there. Uh, it was it was awesome. And to your point, Disco, when you were talking about, you know, fans coming in from all over the country, I was shocked. You know, I met fans from Baltimore, from Boston, from New York. You know, I sat and had dinner and a couple beers with some fans from Milwaukee that had flown in. You know, all the way down to Miami just for this show. Um, it, it, it is absolutely cool as hell. There's probably, I don't know, it's hard to estimate because of the, the way the layout was, but I'm guessing there was about 800 people there and average ticket prices were not cheap, you know, yeah. but they oh, came there for the weekend. I, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I had a friend of mine that did a uh, message me and said that his buddy paid like paid, paid 300 bucks. For that, I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "You know," and then it's funny. It's like people say, "Oh, you're just bitter disco." I'm like, "Hell no!" I go, "I go." We're we're still in this business, making money, just talking about it. That's that to me. That's the most that's the most fascinating thing that that what this business has become is that we can just shoot the shit and get paid. No, I'll tell you what take was really fascinating. What was really fascinating and exciting for me at WrestleMania this year uh, in New Orleans, uh, Conrad and Bruce had a live show going at the House of Blues. Mm-hmm. And they invited me to come over and kind of crash the party unannounced and unadvertised and just have some fun, right? So I snuck in, and I kind of snuck into the audience because I wanted, I wanted to wait till the show was about half over before I you know, disrupted it. And so I'm in the audience. You know, Nobody really could see me or knew who I was. I was able to sneak in and kind of hide in a corner. And I'm watching this show, and I'm laughing my ass off. And I'm thinking to myself, this show could be in this show could be in any comedy club anywhere in the country. And there was probably 600 people there. that were on their feet, laughing their asses off for three hours. It was amazing. And it's Conrad and Bruce. Eventually I came up and then Layfield did the same thing. And Jerry Briscoe and Pat Patterson and, um, 
Shane Helms came in. You know, we, we all kind of came up, and we all had our little five or ten minutes stick. But it was an absolute blast. I had so much fun doing it. And the idea that, you know, doing these podcasts gives us ability, like we're going to do at, at StarCast coming up in Chicago. We're all going to get together. We're all going to have fun. We're going to meet the fans, and we're going to make money. I just think it's a, it's a wonderful time to be 63 years old in the wrestling business. <laughs> well, and not just that, the synergy between everybody, because, you know, Conrad helps you, or if we need help, he helps us. And, you know, if you come on our show, or we go, you know what I'm saying, everybody Everybody wants to help everybody out, which is cool. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing I love about you know podcasting because you know just because someone listens to yours doesn't mean they're not going to listen to mine, or if they listen right. to mine, they're not going to listen to yours, or not listen to Bruce's. You know, the great thing about podcasts is you can listen to them anytime you want to. You right. know, and I think that's one of the reasons why this this business, this podcasting industry, is is getting so popular is for people that have to get up in the morning and drive, you know, through an hour's worth or two hours worth of traffic in LA or New York or Chicago or wherever, instead of listening to, you know, bullshit radio, you know, and, and, and 30 commercials every 22 seconds, they could just turn on their favorite podcast and be far more entertained than anything they're going to hear on the radio. And that way we can all, you know, we can all survive and all do really well in this business and, and help each other while we're doing it. That's the fun part. We're not competing against each other. We're competing to grow the business. I love it. Right, right. And and it's also very good for when the wrestlers take road trips. Boom. <laughs> there you go. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I just spent my last three hours and 45 minutes of free time listening to your to, 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 to your stuff, Eric. I'm, I'm, I'm hooked on it. So I just think it's you're doing it. It's it's very entertaining. Uh, the the um, the chemistry between you and Conrad is is great, and it's just a um, it's just a great format. And I, I I implore everybody if like if you if you want to hear about the, like the, you know, the best the best years of WCW, just listen to eighty three weeks because it's a it's a fantastic listen. You're very well spoken, very intelligent, and Conrad does a good job of of, of driving the narrative and, and you know asking he, he doesn't hold back. I, I think that's interesting too. Is that he's He's kind of fearless. Uh, Eric, what do you got going on or anything that you want to plug? Uh, obviously, your show. You know, same old stuff. I've got a television show that we're, uh, we've got two or three networks interested in that I'm hoping to get an answer on here in the next couple of days, maybe a week or so. What I've type of show a, is this? Can you say or no? Yeah, it's it's in the rehab, you know, the drug, the opioid drug, drug rehab kind of space. Right. Um, very topical thing. And it, it involves that guy, that, that friend of mine, Tim Ryan, that friend of mine I told you about that I that I've known for a while. Bro, how, we actually how did a, you, I, how, I did a show with I did a show with him that aired about a year ago as a special on A and E, and now we're now we're uh, taking it out. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To sell it as a series. So that that's what we're doing. How weird is it that, you know, that opioid epidemic was so big, you know, 20 years ago in the wrestling community, but it hadn't hit the mainstream, almost like Lucha in a way. And now it's like just killing our society, bro. It, you know, when I step back and look at it and, you know, I mean, I've done my fair share of stupid shit, you know, right. recreationally. I've, I've had my, you know, I've had my starter kid or two, right. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Right. Um, we all have. Right. We've all played in that space because it was so easy to get, you right. know. Um, but I think, you know, what happened for those 20 years that you're talking about is doctors were prescribing that stuff so easily and so frequently. It was so easy to get. You know, I, I tell a story. I'll try to keep it short for you guys. I went in to have some surgery on my right hand about two years ago, three years ago. And, I, had, you know, I was, I was under for like an hour and a half. It was a pretty extensive surgery on my hand. And I came out. My hand was all, you know, it was in a cast and all that. I was half asleep. I was coming out of anesthesia. And as I'm going out, you know, half awake, they hand me a prescription, right. you know, for uh, antibiotics and for pain. So the next morning, when I finally cleared my head, I looked at the prescription. And it's like you know, 120, you know, 240 or 280 degree or milligram, you know, Vicodin. I'm going, wow, that's cool. <laughs> right, right. Happy about that. But what was interesting is my I had no pain. There was no right. reason to prescribe those things to me. Right. They just did because it was standard procedure. And I think what what's happened, well, I know what's happened, not not from experience, and I'm not an expert, but through what I've learned through my experience with with this space, is that doctors were prescribing this shit just right and left. It was so easy to get, and then all of a sudden the government cracked down on it, and all these people, successful people, you know, people that weren't kids, whoever were eating these things like candy all of a sudden couldn't get them anymore. Well, now they go down and buy a dime bag of heroin because it's easier to get than a prescription. Yeah. And that's what's <clears throat> killing people. It started yeah. with, with doctors over-prescribing you know, opioids because it was easy and they were all making money doing it. The big drug companies were making money. And here's money the worst part. Were- here's the worst part. Just almost like happens on Wall Street. Bro, nobody goes to jail because these pharmaceutical company executives, they're like dope dealers. And they should have been treated like worse than dope dealers you know what i'm saying and they and they they traffic to me in drug sales without the like the stigma of uh criminality you know what i'm saying i mean and i know that's not what this show is about conan but you were yeah. so on the money with that and i agree with you so much and i try not to get into politics and social media because i've learned it comes back to bite you in the ass right but i'm a you know i i speak out pretty consistently about big pharma and you know the opioid thing is something that we're all seeing and hearing about now because it's in the news right and and everybody's trying to jump on that bandwagon but if you look at the amount of prescriptions that doctors are writing for kids they're pumping them full of Adderall they're pumping them full of Ritalin and they have been for years right. and people are wondering why you know this generation of kids are growing up so violent and kids are shooting up schools and all that I I, I would bet nobody wants to talk about it right because right. it's the big ugly secret right. but the one thing all of these people have in common is 80% of them are all way fucking over Bro, you could be, you, yeah. you could, there could be a correlation, Eric, because why weren't kids doing that when we were young? You know what I'm saying? There were guns around then. There were crazy motherfuckers when we were growing up. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because they weren't hooked on fucking, yeah. 
now they're living in their basement. They don't have a, you know, they don't have a life. They don't go out and do shit. At least when you and I were growing up, Conan, we were out doing. We might have been going out doing, you know, crazy shit. Right, but it was outside. Nobody wanted. But we were outside, and we were part of a group, and we had a social network of friends. No matter what we were doing, you were interacting with people. Right. And now kids are growing up in their basement. They don't have anything but a you know, a video game or an iPhone or whatever they play on. And even and when they talk, are, like, and here's the other thing, Eric, I know you've seen this. I know you've seen this. Even when they talk, you could have five of them in a group and they're all talking by the phone, you know, through the, via, via the phone. They don't even talk to each other. Yep. They're just and then texting. You dump, then you dump, you know, Ritalin and Adderall and all these, because it's yeah. really easy to say, oh, my kid's a problem child. Oh, you take him to the doctor. Oh, here's a prescription for Ritalin, or here's a prescription for this, or this antidepressant, or whatever the fuck they prescribe him with. If you look at the, the number, you just Google the number of prescriptions for children under eight that are, um, that are um, mind-altering, psychotropic mm-hmm. drugs. Yeah. It'll drive you, 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 your, your head will explode. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you, Eric. So you got so you got this TV pilot on rehab, right? What else? Yep. I'm working on a, a digital platform, right? Um, so that people like us, right, can have a place to not only host our podcasts, right, uh, but also stream video and all kinds of other things. That, but but make it really accessible and easy easy to navigate. Right. I've been working on that for about a year and a half, and we're getting real close now to to wrapping that up. So that's kind of a big project that I've been working on. You know, I've had to kind of go off and on on that. I had to put it on the back burner a couple times, but we're we're real close to getting that done now. Got a, a movie deal that I've been working on for a little while that I can't really talk about too much or at all, right. really, other than to say I'm doing one, right. um, producing one, not not acting, obviously. Well, if you need a fluff boy, disco's always down. <laughs> Jesus. No, I'm not doing that. Not That's all right, just, you got, just check it, but you know, we've got to get hot. <laughs> um, well, and you're going to, well, what are you doing on Twitch? You're on Twitch, right? Can you yeah, push that? Just, yeah. Twitch is just something I, I dig doing it. Um, right. In fact, I'm going to probably get on it tonight. Right. Uh, it's, it's a new, you know, it's an e-gaming platform. Mm-hmm. It's been around for a long time, and it's one of the biggest streaming, other than WWE, it's one of the biggest re- streaming platforms in the United States. Eric. Like any, go ahead. I'm sorry. How weird was it? Because um, AAA's on Twitch, right? So And so's Impact. So my whole thing when I first got on Twitch, I was like, wow, somebody's actually paying another guy money to watch him play a video game. Because that's really Mind-bomb. like, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, and so you're also going to be at All In, right? I'm going to be at All In. I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Uh, Conrad has got a couple more live events that we're we're discussing right now, doing later in the fall. Uh, so I'll, be, I'll still be doing. You know, I'm trying to do as many live events as I can. I like getting out there with the people, especially now with the podcast. It's kind of like there's a a new interest, I guess, in. Bro, you'll 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 do well because you're entertain entertaining, erudite, and witty. So you'll you'll do good, Eric. You know what I'm saying? And I'm and fucking good looking too. That helps. Say you're still good looking. You still have a lot of your hair, just like Di. Um, uh, <clears throat> bro, I just want to tell you, man, it's a pleasure having you on the show. And uh, we're not gonna. I, I'd like to have you on every now and then just to talk about topical issues. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. All right. Uh, again, Eric, I want to thank you very much for being on Keeping It 100. Boom. Conan, I have a question for you. Yo, what to do? 
Are your teeth rotten from eating so much Mexican food? Jesus. That's unbelievable. <laughs> no, they are not. And that sounds okay, so kind of – yeah. Well, you yeah. brush your teeth pretty regularly, right? 100%. Okay, yeah, because when you think of things you do every day, brushing your teeth probably isn't top of mind. But for something that's so important to your health, it should be. That's why Quip wants you to help brush better. Um, have you heard about Quip? Yes, we, we, we talked about it last week, so I have heard of it. And if you remember, uh, Joe got, one, Joe got a, a whole package, and we're going to get one soon. Joe, yeah. how do you like Quip? I like it a lot, man. You know what? I, I had tried elect, electric toothbrushes before and didn't really like them, but Quip, I'm really enjoying it. It's fantastic. I can't wait to get my uh, bristle replacement. And did you know that it's the only electric toothbrush recommended by the American Dental Association? Yeah, let me, let me uh, fill our listeners in on this because uh, I think it's a great deal they have uh, for our listeners that they're offering them. For starters, Quip is an electric toothbrush. It's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help clean your teeth. Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides so it tells you when to, when to alternate. Uh, next, Quip subscription plans are for your health, not just convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. That's nothing. That's really cheap. Quip also comes with a mount. The suction is right to your mirror and unsticks to use the cover for hygienic travel wherever you take your brush and your teeth. And finally, everyone loves Quip. They were an Oprah's O-list, named one of Time's Best Inventions, and is the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Plus... They're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists, and hundreds of thousands happy brushers use Quip every day. And this is what Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You gotta uh, check out, people. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to GetQuip.com, that's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com, slash Conan, K-O-N-A-N, right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash Conan. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash K-O-N-A-N. All right, so everybody make sure that you get it at getquip.com slash Conan and get your disco candles. Boom. In the cold open to the show, you heard an excerpt from an interview done with Vader here on Keeping It 100 with Conan, which was done a few years ago. This next segment is a clip from that interview, and we're going to put the rest up on Patreon at Conan.me. And from everyone at Keeping It 100, we send our condolences to the White family. Rest in peace, big man. So what, the first time I ever saw you, Vader, was so impressive. Uh, you were in New Japan, um, and, you know, you had the, the headpiece that, you know, shot out the smoke, and you put it in the middle of the ring, and it was so way before its time. And who were the guys that, when you got there, that uh, maybe tried to test you a little bit in, in the ring from the Japanese boys just to see what you had? Well, you know, Noki, obviously he tested me. He, 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 uh, story about Noki, man, that we were in the Sumo Palace and, 
uh, I was supposed to fight Fujinami, and Fujinami just said no at the last minute, and really uncharacteristic about the Hall of Famer that we know now as Fujinami. He just said no. He didn't know what I was about. Right. And I, I, I think what he had said was, you know, Noki, we need to talk about this, and Noki didn't didn't really ever get to him. So at the last moment, Noki just stood up and said, man, I'm not going out in the ring because I had been – I had been introduced and was in the ring first, and Fujinami was supposed to come out to the sold-out Sumo Palace main event. And uh, well, Noki had already fought and won and was backstage, so Noki came out. Right. And um, so, and, and uh, Noki had not been beat for, I think, a decade. He had, he had not lost a fight for a decade. And if you could imagine that type of power going into the ring and the Japanese support for that, and see, they believed in this guy, and and back then, see, in Japan, things were still a shoot. The people believed that Noki hadn't been beaten in years, right? And um, so he got in the ring and said, uh, "You know, Masa Saito went over, you know, was yelling at Noki, and they were like, you know, what the fuck you want to do?" And Noki said, "Tell him to knock me out." And I hit him pretty good about the two minute mark, and we went home. So. I mean, wow. this was my this was my first match in Japan, brother, and I wow. had I had been working in the AWA and I had been working uh, in uh, Europe for a guy named Otto Vons, and I had been a world champion for him over three or four time world champion over in Europe. But now, man, I, I come to Japan the first time, and, and I knocked this 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 legend out. This, I mean, megastar. I mean, right. he was it, it was beyond. You know, I don't have the words. I mean, you can take Hulk Hogan in his prime and multiply that yeah. times about 10, and that, that was a Noki. After the party, it's the Waffle House. If you've ever been here, you know what I'm talking about. Where people don't dance, all they do is this. And after the original, you know what it is. Remix, it had to go down. I got something else to tell you about the new Motown. Where people don't visit, they move out here. And they no telling who you might see up in Lenox Square. I don't know about you, but I miss the Freak Nick. Cause that's when my city used to be real sick. People from other cities used to drive for miles. Just to come and get a taste of this ATL style. MVP, most ballin' this player Make my own moves, call me the mayor Monday night, you know things change with time Magic City back looking like 89 All my homies on the south side up in the Ritz Tuesday night, the velvet room, same shit Wednesday, strokers, I don't go no more Cause they don't know how to treat you when you come through the door Thursday night, was pushed, but we moved the fuel And I be up in the booth, drunk, acting the fool Friday night, at Kaya, they still got love And the shark bar be poppin' like it's a nightclub Saturday still off the easy for sheezy You can find me up in one tweezy Sunday, didn't need some sleep, please I'm on my way to the deck to hit jazz and tease Holla, holla Representing NYC to the fullest Gats I pull it Heads be ducking when New York be busting Take that Welcome to New York, motherfuckers, where we don't play And out of towners get got like every day And a gangster's a gangster in every way Sitting on 22s, this with long money, dude Now the dawn's on it, did he shine on it? Tell Flex to run it back and drop a bomb on it Sunday we layin' low in Halo, sippin' Chris and we straight Monday we go to Bungalow 8 Tuesday I'm in spa, drunk, doing the shaking. for the rest of the week, we just follow the freaks You can spot us out of town by the way that we walk The way that we talk, cocky to stay in New York Right. Hot now, top down at the Rucker game No uh. coupe, no roof, player, what's my name? Woo. Now Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, Staten, Uptown, what now? Let's make it happen New yeah. 
motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. If you can make it here, yeah, 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 you can make it anywhere. I'm a lunatic with too much grip to let her slip. I'm so St. Louis, ask my tattooist. I was like the water boy, now they saying, I'm baby Huey, one of the best in the Louis. Sip Louis, smoke Louis, dressed in Louis, home of back porches, chucks in Air Forces. Old school costly, trailblazing like Portland. The girls are the best, like Travis with fat asses. I call them gimme girls, they always tell me I can have it. All got habits, marijuana the static. Five two cats and coats with automatics. St. Louis is the truth, like Sojourner. Don't need a burner, we learn from Ike Turner. I tried to told you, don't cross that bridge without permission from them St. Lunatics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, 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 yeah. we got the big Snoop Dogg in the house tonight. Yeah, yeah. He just came from our yeah, tour, yeah, yeah. and he want to tell y'all yeah, a little yeah, bit about yeah, where he yeah, come yeah. from. Palm trees, bad bitches and wannabes OGs like me, eating on policies Now latest, jelly beans and wallabies Real niggas from the set I hardly ever seen Mostly heard, sell a bird off the kisser And when we dip, we hop it then we swizzle A lot of homies like to wear the pisser Hair longer than hers, sharp with the pisser Doggy dissol, you know I like the bizzle Like Kobe and Shaq, so take that Long beaches on the motherfucking map The city by the sea, R.I.P.J.D. You know about the LBC My niggas love them stillers Cold-hearted killers Real cat pillars Real niggas fillers Ain't no squillers A lot of dope dealers Bang, diggy dang dang Dog pound gangsta crip gang Yeah, we do the damn thing Go to Pomona, scoop up cocaine Head to the church house to get a little workout Smoke out, drink up Now put your bank up It's all on me I got a scenery to stank up Crank up the beat Raise up the heat. I'm throwing a black party on two one streets. Let's go. Welcome to Atlanta remix. Hey, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, and parties don't stop till eight in the morning. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, and parties don't stop till eight in the morning. Respetable público. Lucharán dos de tres caídas sin límite de tiempo. En esta esquina, el santo y cavernario. Y en esta otra, Rubemón y el culto. El santo y el cavernario, Rubemón y el culto. El santo y el cavernario, Rubemón y el culto. Yo, we're back with a two for one, two segments in one. We got the Mass Republic Minute and Shane Helms' favorite segment of the show with his favorite guest, the Shane Helms segment. Boom, what up, Kevin and Shane? What's going on, man? What is This is now Shane's favorite segment and the favorite segment. So this is like the most favorite segment ever, I think. Uh, that's absolutely not accurate. Uh, this is the final. Wait, this is... Uh... The most aggravating segment combined with another segment of a guy that's on the list. So this is not a very good time. I'm not. I actually, you know what? I like knocking both of these segments out at one time. It's just less right. aggravation for me. We just get them on, get them off, uh, and then we can get to, like, you know, me talking, which is what people like to hear about, uh, the most, is me talking. No, they don't. Shane, what, what, wait a minute. What's up, Shane? Because you tried to talk, Kevin walked over, and then Disco walked right over that. So what's up? So this is already the worst, the worst segment ever. We ain't even started yet. That's tremendous. That is tremendous. Right. All right. 
What do you guys want to bring up first? Well, let's I want to know about the, the, the Lucha stuff and get that get that crap out of the way. Get the Lucha crap out of the way. I want to know about this. This thing. The whole damn town, that's all he's gonna do. I think so. Disco. How about shut the hell up? That's impossible. That's what I voted. I uh, I want to know up, about Dave's weekend debuting in ROH. Yes. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, I uh, appreciate that, Kevin, man. Thanks for mentioning that. It actually went really good. They, uh, they worked my ass to death in terms of uh, changing in and out of the Gregory Helms outfit to the Hurricane. It was really a good. Um, a lot of energy in that locker room, man. A lot of guys running around doing a bunch of different things creative-wise. So man, it was uh, it was very cool, man, and everybody uh, you know seemed to welcome me with open arms. So I was very happy with the way things turned out. Did you wrestle as Shane and the Hurricane? Is that why you made that comment? No, I did some uh, backstage the reporter thing, the Ace reporter. Okay. Did, did you know right. he uh, reared his head? So awesome. So who's who's in charge of creative over there, or who's the creative team? Uh, I mean, there's a couple different guys, you know, and uh, I don't know who's all on the, you know, in the entirety of the creative team. You know, I think it's just a right. bunch of different guys. What I was speaking of was in terms of, you know, you got the Young Bucks. They're over there filming stuff, not, ju- not just for Ring of Honor, but for their yeah, different for projects. Yeah, Cody's over there doing stuff, you know. Uh, you know, so they had me take a picture with this bear. They got this bear gimmick going on, which asking him to explain it was actually one of the most entertaining things of the weekend. Um, right. You know, so I mean, it's just really wild, you know. You know. Yeah, that's awesome. That th- there they are in a major promotion, but they're also filming their side projects at the same time and doing their own shit like they have been doing. Well, and this yeah. is this yeah, is the man, thing I think cool. a lot of people don't realize. I think a lot of people see the success that the Bucks have and the success that like a Joey Ryan has, and they don't understand the sheer amount of work that they do to have that success they all work their asses off to shoot stuff, record stuff, constantly on their social media, constantly pushing stuff, uh, you know, putting over the people that put them over. And a lot of that, I think, a lot of it, especially coming up today, these, these, the talent, they just don't see the machine that you have to become to build your own brand in order to become a Bucks or a Joey or somebody on that level in terms of, you know, what, what they're selling in merchandise and what they're getting in terms of just pure bookings and things like that. I have a question for Shane. Yeah. And they Shane, did, uh, I'm telling you, man, the Bucks are over. <laughs> this shit is ridiculous. Because we had to do these meetings. You know, got clarity now. But, man, I got to take my hat off. You know, this was over. Hell, damn Cody, the whole 
Yeah, well, going I mean, back to what Kevin, real quick, it just goes back to what to Kevin's point, the way that they interact with their fans all the time that they spend, you know, and that's the fruits of their labor. Go ahead, D.I. I have, I have a question for Shane. Shane, did any of the uh-huh. Ring of Honor guys mention that they listened to the podcast, and did anybody ask you to say hi to me? Uh, I don't know if anybody uh, asked me to say hi to you, but during, uh, a couple of the fans bring up the podcast. The podcast gets mentioned all the time, you know. And of what, course, what did the know, fans uh, say? Everybody's favorite segment is also my favorite segment, so that you know right. we got that in common. But uh, what is the br- what is what is? Let me ask you what, the most important question, Shane. I'm sorry. What is the burial to put over ratio on disco? Uh, it's probably about 99% burial. Every now and then there'll be somebody that says something complimentary, but, you know. And he's uh, usually under the influence. You know, this, is, this is where you lose credibility on that show, coming out and saying a blatant lie like that, saying that like 99% of the fans be- be- like don't like me, and that's just fake news. And what, what that does is that infects, infects our fan base, okay, and makes it sound like that like if they do like me, you're making it sound like that they're kind of like, um, you know, they're uh, they're uh, outcasts for liking me, and they are. the reality. No, they are. Is that? Go ahead. Well, I, are, are, I, I do want to give credit. If we're appealing to I, a I wanna... fan, if we're appealing to a fan base, we should appeal to the ninety-nine percent, not the one, because that's how it works. See what I did there? <laughs> yep. I got that. I do want to give credit where credit is due, though, because while I did not see the pay per view last night, and then maybe you guys are going to discuss it the other night, discuss it uh, uh, separately, but did I not see somebody tweet a screen grab of a disco sign in the crowd? Yes, absolutely. There was a sign, somebody in the crowd in the front row had a sign that said, Save Us Disco Inferno, meaning that they looked at the sure? WWE. As a company, listen, let me finish. They look at the WWE as a company in peril, on life support. They're on their deathbed. And somebody is bringing a sign saying that they need me to save the WWE. Save us, Cisco Inferno. That's their sign. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same way okay, he saved I, TNA and WCW. Go ahead. So they're looking at a company that just made a billion-dollar deal as being on their deathbed. If that's how they look at somebody that made a billion-dollar deal, that shows that they're stupid. And so them supporting you, that just kind of fits the narrative. No, and no, no. we're under the influence. What they're saying is, with the, somebody like me, you're talking a $2 billion deal. That's, that's the difference. <laughs> like, you know, like, like you're, you're, not being, you're not satisfied. You know, I'm the, I'm the type of person that takes it to the next level, that, that progresses things, that makes it, you know, that, that evolves, that evolves progress. I got you. That's Who actually is really is that loud? Tony, is that allow, you? I'm going to allow that. Why do you assume it's me? No. It's, because you it's are always, me. like, constantly, like, playing with food or shuffling things and stuff. And being very unprofessional. Uh, you're usually late, okay, uh, recording. Well, this, you're usually so giving hand jobs, and I don't bring that up. But, no, that is not me <laughs> rubbing the fucking microphone against their chin. So it's either okay. Kevin or Shane. All right. It is not right. over Kevin. here. Kevin, let's yeah. knock out the Mexican wrestling news so we can be done with you, but, and then we can get on more with the Shane Helms segment. Yeah. That's tremendous. Well, first, uh, very cool that this week on Tuesday, on June 19th, 619, the city of San Diego proclaimed it Rey Mysterio Day for the entire city 
of San Diego. I thought that was a really cool acknowledgement of uh, his his meaning to the city and the way that he has brought uh, notoriety to uh, the 619 throughout his career. Uh, probably something that, you know, maybe someday Chula Vista, uh, or at least the jack-in-the-box of Chula Vista, will, will uh, give to Conan. And, and I, I don't know that we'll ever see a disco Inferno Day somewhere, but... Uh, Conan, obviously, I'm sure you've talked to Ray about it. What, is, uh, what did that mean to him to uh, kind of have this whole thing go down? Uh, he hates it. What do you think he's going to say? <laughs> of course, he's fucking, he likes it. <laughs> what softball question do, is that? Uh, do the citizens, <clears throat> are the citizens of San Diego allowed to hurt Carolina? Anybody at, with today? At any anybody time from any. Yeah. <laughs> it, I don't want to sound, don't wanna sound uh, politically incorrect here. I don't want to sound politically incorrect, okay? But it's but you're going 619 to? Ray Mysterio Day, obviously June 19th. Okay, it's common sense, you know, 619 Ray Mysterio Day. But what did they do to commemorate this day? Did they have, like, free tacos or something like that? Or burrito, like, Mexican food? Or did they have, like, uh, piñatas? All right. What did they, what did they do? Uh, uh, they they uh, had him down at the uh, one of the governmental offices. They proclaimed, they read a proclamation, they gave him a, a plaque. Uh, and it was actually kind of funny, though, because uh, there were pictures of him standing up there next to the uh, councilman that that was behind organizing this. But it almost looked like he was in court being arraigned. So when these it, pictures it started is. to go out, people <laughs> were responding, being like, what happened? Why is Ray there? What's going on? That was, that was funny. Yeah, it looked like the um, kind of McGregor, McGregor pictures. Yeah, it looked like... Uh, like you know how now they've been doing this thing with Aventi and um, and Cohen and every time they come out of the courtroom and they make like a statement and then they leave. That's what it kind of looked like. Um, Nothing. What about the fact that it fell on Taco that, Tuesday? Yeah. Is that a significant? Uh, <laughs> does that have any significance? No, right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, uh. So, this uh, this past Sunday, uh, Aerolucha had a huge show totally stacked lineup in uh, in Nashville. I uh, saw bits and pieces of it that they had put up on their Facebook page. It looked like another super, super rabid crowd. Um, what were some of the highlights of that show, and uh, what's the latest on Aerolucha overall? Nothing, just a show for investors, and so you, we just went out there, and we just brought the best, you know, Lucha talent that's out there. Uh, and... Um, and it was just basically a show for investors, guys that are thinking of investing in the company or investing more money. So um, we're just waiting to see the outcome of that. But, you know, obviously it was a great show because just the main event, you know, when you have Ray and Phoenix and Sammy Guevara, and then on the other side you have, uh, uh, it was, um, who was it? Taurus. Was it Shane Strickland. And St- Shane Strickland. And who was the third guy? Was it Willie? Willie, no, who was that? Yeah. It was Willie Mack. Yeah, no, you were on the show the other night on the Monkey at a Cupcake yeah. show. You were right. came moves after the show. You were obviously right. in Iran. You were to, you were to be right. Donald Trump while you were discussing this. You were very unprofessional. Right. Okay, right. Um, and I, I remember what you discussed, and uh, you said the match was good. So we've actually right. already talked about the Arrow Lucha match. You can find it on the Monkey and a Cupcake. Uh, but let me ask you a question: Does Shane, has Shane been fired from Arrow Lucha? How come he hasn't been in the past the past few shows? No, because they were bringing in mostly, mostly guys that were not that expensive. So that was the reason, because it was just an investor. How much does Shane charge? Shane, you're expensive? Hey, man. Hey, man. I got got a big bump. He charges a pretty penny. 
Did you just a little sidebar here? I want to discuss this. Did you yep. hear, hear, hear that clip of Jericho talking about how since he makes six figures a match in New Japan, that he's right. not going to compromise his price and work for less and do indies here in the states? Did you did you guys hear right. that? Yeah. Yes. He makes six figures mm-hmm. a match. Yeah. Well, That's I believe in New Japan. I believe what he said was it was a six-figure deal. I don't. I, I could be wrong, but he said that he when he goes over there, it's for six figures. I don't know if that's. I can guarantee you it is match. because I tried to get him to wrestle for me, and he was like, "Unless you're going to pay me this, I'm not going to do it." And I was like, "Well, then the I number? guess we're not going to do it." <laughs> I want. I want to. I no. want to know what that number is. I want to know what that number is. No. So okay. the bottom line this. is, you can, I have yeah. my number. Is, you can go. And to, I get calls all the time, and people want to pay me less. Pay me less than I, I think I'm worth. Yeah, you could go to Mexico and get six figures, and it'd be all in pesos. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Tremendous. That's true, right? Okay, let me. Um, I, you know what quick, I did? You know what I did one time? I was uh, what? And I had to get some money out of an ATM, and so when it gave me back my bank statement, it gave me back into what the uh, Manila currency equivalent equivalent was of my American balance. So right. It turned it into like. It was like a hundred million dollars or something. At this particular time, you know, I wasn't uh, dating anyone seriously. So when I would have girls, I would leave that bank statement out on the counter, and it would say like a hundred million dollars in the bank. <laughs> oh, Jesus! That is that is that is dirty. That is. Bro, let me tell dirty. you. I, let me tell you the worst. One time we went to Venezuela. It was Sabu of all people, uh, psychosis, myself and Ray, and their currency, I believe, is called the Bolivars. And so, um, when I went to exchange the money at the exchange house, this has never happened to me before, and I'd been all over the, around the world. They were like, "Yeah, man, we don't accept that." And I go, "What do you mean you don't accept that? This is your own currency. I need some dollars." And they go, "Nope, we don't accept that." That's how devalued it was. So they were like, "Maybe when you get back to Miami, when you get back to Miami, they'll cash it there." So when I got to Miami International Airport, they were like, "If they didn't cash it in Venezuela, we sure ain't gonna cash it." And I was stuck with all this money. <laughs> That's even worse. Is that what they paid you for the show in, or did they pay you at least in U.S. dollars? No, whatever they paid me in Bolivars, I, you know, I, well, I was, yeah, after I used whatever I did for dinner and shit, when I, the rest, I Ugh. tried to change it to American currency and the exchange house in Venezuela and Miami wouldn't exchange it. That's how devalued that currency was. Bad news. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question. What's going on with AAA? In what aspect? Well, this is, I mean, promotion. Go ahead. I have a question based on this. So earlier today, it was it leaked out or it came out that WWE has successfully blocked Ring of Honor from running Madison Square Garden. Have you heard anything right. yet, Conan, as to whether that might jeopardize AAA running there? No, I actually asked that question today, and I'm act- and I'm waiting on an answer. So we'll see if he was able to do the same thing twice. Yeah. Now let me ask you a question. Because Vince, obviously, he's got a 30-, 40-year relationship, his family with MSG. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, I'm thinking that MSG, because from what I'm understanding from the inside sources there, 
uh, is that they were mad at Vince because he was doing all these shows at the Brooklyn Center, right? right. And mm-hmm. so, and so, I'm going to assume that maybe Vince said, "Okay, we'll start doing more shows in Madison Square Garden," because I can't see any other way why they would do that. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think I think one of the other things that, that came up too was that potentially ROH was looking to run their WrestleMania weekend, which particularly right. they didn't want to do, especially with. Uh, you know, WrestleMania being out there in, in Jersey uh, next right. year. So I wonder if that played into it. And so like a AAA show some other time might 1, be 1,000%. Okay. It probably yeah. played into it. Yeah. yeah. The last so. thing they want for image purposes is for them to sell that place out the same weekend, which they could. You know what which I'm saying? Which they would. The same, yeah. They, they 100% uh, would. Yeah. So, you know, that, that, you know, so now Ring of Honor is on their radar. Well, I know you guys have more to talk about with Shane. I've got to get out of here. So real quick. Well, real quick, push your Expo Lucha stuff. Yeah. Going to bring going to bring that up. So everybody on this call, the I I got a question. I have a question. I have a question. Um, Have there been any reports? Have any of the uh, of the the Mexican wrestlers um, have any of their kids? been detained at the border when they've tried to cross uh, over into the United States with Trump's immigration's no tolerance policy. Are there any reports of any Mexican uh, wrestlers' kids being detained? Oh, I don't think that the wrestlers normally travel with their kids to go to their booking. Some of them maybe, maybe do. Uh, I have not heard any issues of this at this point. Uh, so, I mean, and, and most yeah. of the wrestlers Disco ain't afraid to travel with days. underage immigrants, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that was an absolutely cheap shot and a slanderous comment too by the way that's, that's, I'm I wasn't sure if a pedophile joke would get over but it did go ahead okay anyway uh, Shane Conan D.I. will all be at Expo Lucha on Friday August 31st uh, part of the Keeping It 100 podcast that we will be recording that afternoon and appearing on uh, shows that day. Full details. There's a brand new website up actually at expolucha.com. More than, uh, more than 60 names already now and now. Y'all get a bit of picture. Yes, we do. Me, man. That, that, uh, y'all use that DNA shit. We got to get. We got to explain. I don't. I don't know who. I don't know who's making those decisions. Uh, Let's blame it on police. Scanners police scanners of more, yep. even if it wasn't him. Yep. You know, I think. I think people listen and they think that the police scanner thing's a gimmick, but like half the things he posts on his Facebook page are like police chase videos, and it's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so expolution.com's got all your all your information. Uh, brand new names uh, and. And tickets are available there. And for Lucha News, every day uh, throughout the week, matches. Uh, we've got a, a brand new Conan, classic Conan match. It's going to be up this Thursday in honor of the new episode of, of Keeping It 100. So, luchacentral.com for all your daily, weekly Lucha Libre news. And uh, with that, oh man, we're only supposed to, I'm only supposed to say stuff that we talked about. All right, well, this segment's been brought to you by. Aero Lucha. Nice. Nice. I like that. Talk to it. All right. Thank that's you, it? Kevin. That, that's all it was brought to us by? You You made the rule. That's, I, I'm, we're only allowed well, to talk about Expo Lucha. Is it brought to you by Expo Lucha? Is it brought to you by Expo Lucha, too? Did you start saying it's been brought to yeah, you by Expo I, Lucha? I just... Yes, so, all right. Well, also brought to you by expolucha.com. 
eluchacentral.com. All right. Thank you very much, Kevin, for being on the Mass Republic Minute. Boom. Master of Ceremonies, me, Chris Jericho. The Sea of Honor tournament presented by Ring of Honor featuring Cody, the Young Bucks, Dalton Castle, Marty Skrull, the Briscoes, Brandy Rose. Visit ChrisJerichoCruise.com. Wrestling, music, comedy, and more. All of the open ocean. ChrisJerichoCruise.com. Sail away, man. And now, once again, it is time for Disco's Song Pick of the Week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
what it is. Uh, did you see any uh, of Money in the Bank or Raw? I watched um, I watched the first couple matches of Money in the Bank. I didn't get to see anything uh, with Raw. Um, I'm taking care of Sebastian, as you guys uh, know. Um, right. I did watch. Did you guys see the uh, the special on the Hardy Boys that WWE put out? If you haven't seen that, I suggest checking that out. That's a pretty good story. It's on the network. No, I have not seen that yet. Yeah, it's talking about I'm gonna watch another one I'll, in terms of dealing with their addiction problems and you know coming coming through all that. It's pretty powerful stuff. I got interviewed right. for it. It was probably my least favorite thing I ever had to do. Um, right. I hate talking about shit like that, you know, and especially when it's somebody right. you're close to. But um, right. they asked me to be a part of it, so I did. But um, yeah, it's pretty powerful. Yeah, no, I'm gonna watch. bro. It's I'm gonna watch. Yeah. Yeah, and it's sad, bro, because the thing the, the thing is when you try and I think all three of us have been in this position, when you're trying to tell a person that's addicted that they are addicted, they always deny it, and it's a fucking bitch. You know what I'm saying? Because you know you can't really tell everybody, but you got to tell somebody that's close to them to help you, and if they don't want any help, there's nothing you can really do about it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. Hello? Yeah, but bro, we've known collectively, like, how many guys in the business, since we've been doing this for 20-something years, how many addicts do you think we've known? Like, like guys that were just at, flat-out addicts. I, I, you, I, you know what, bro? I, I, even hate, I even hate saying this because it's true. It's too many to count. And I was actually talking to a doctor about this the other day. It was almost like well, we talked to Bischoff about it. Remember? And we were like, right, you know, these right, guys, yeah. these pharmaceutical companies are dope dealers and they should, be he- they should be held accountable just like a, you know, like a drug peddler would. And the bad part is, bro, we, Shane, I mean us three here, we saw the damage that it did to our industry 20 years ago, but nobody was making a big deal out of, about it. And even guys were dying. And now that it's become an American epidemic, it's like everybody's starting to pay attention, but like we got hit with it first. You know what I'm saying? Our industry. Um, yeah. Who yeah, do you sure. th- who, in your opinion, would you right. th- like if you if you think you hear all the stories the guys have been on the record saying and stuff and things? Um, isn't it kind of fascinating that you would think about it that Raven was probably the biggest addict out of anybody, based on the the amount of consumption of pills that the guy was taking. Well, I think the guys that were the biggest were the ones that actually passed away from it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I agree. But, no, I, I agree with. I would say that, but I mean, I don't. But think he's not somebody. He is definitely. He's not somebody, which is kind of funny because when you talk about Deadpool, right? Like uh-huh. they actually had those type of pools in backstage. Yeah. Like you actually were thinking, all right, this this guy's going to be the next guy if he doesn't watch himself. To unfortunately, you're going to get that phone call. You know. And uh, so he was very lucky to live through all of that. And X-Pac was very lucky. We know a lot of guys that were very lucky. You know what I'm saying? Shane, let me ask you a question. Have you ever had to, did you ever have conversations with people, with, with guys, your friends and stuff and thing, about like, like, hey, you've got a problem, you need it. Like, like did you ever have that, uh, oh, like, yeah. have any of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah with right. Manager. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's really? part of what the document well, is about. Oh, we had yeah. interventions from that. Several. Like, like, what, what were they like? What were those conversations like? Talking to a fucking wall. 
Like when somebody, really? man, when somebody's like, when somebody's a, a deep addict, when they're heavily addicted, man, it changes the way they think because they really don't think they have a problem. They uh-huh. don't. They think they're in the right, and you, you know, and uh, we, I touched on it a little bit in in, in the uh, on the show, but I know I was out with Matt one time, and it was just me and him. And he's starting to fall asleep in his food because he's taking his gimmicks. And I was like, man, like, this is just me and you. You know, me and you just hanging out. Like, why are you taking gimmicks when it's just me and you? Like, there's right. no party going on. There's no club atmosphere. Like, right. you know, hey, I wouldn't even have came down here. I don't want to come down here to watch you sleep. You know, you could just mm-hmm. take a picture. <laughs> you know, just send me a right. picture with your eyes closed, and it'll be the same thing. Right. Um, you know, and here, and here's the worst you know, part. Shane, uh, sorry for interrupting. I just wanted to go back to the initial point I made. When I said the worst part is when you try to talk to them, they're in denial, and that there goes what I'm telling you. You know, the word, they think they get over on us because a lot of times we're at fault because we, in a way, we help them when, when you know, when we, we, we hide it from everybody else. You know what I'm saying? And we help them get away with it. We're kind of enabling them in a way without even knowing it. You know what I'm saying? Well, plus the two, I was, I mean, in the, if you look at the Does definition. Does that make sense? 100%. And plus yeah. two, in the, in the definition, you could say, like, I, I, I would fall, fell under, uh, under the, the guise of, like, I was an addict, okay? But I wasn't like, oh, but in the, and an addict in the sense that, like, after every time I wrestled, every night after we go wrestled, we would get inebriated and fucked up. We'd, we'd, get, we'd, get, we'd get a buzz. Right. Every every single time we wrestled, we were I mean, we were addicts. But these guys, these guys you know, were addicts to something even stronger and worse. I guess you know what well, I'm saying. Because, I never, yeah, I never I don't, like exactly. I was, go ahead. Were you to a point where you couldn't quit? Right. Right. Well, then plus it started well, like it's, if you're I not never to got a to point me. where you can't quit, then you're not an addict. You're only an addict when you're at a point that you can't quit. Right. Right. And that's well, I never. I'll tell you, you what. Know, I, I, I never got. I never quit getting a buzz after my matches, all right, after the, that night after. Yeah, but you're just getting a buzz, bro. These guys, bro, okay, I but, got addicted to pills, too. But, so you get fucked up. Same. You get so, yeah. Well, there's still that's still addiction. I'm still right. doing it every single night, but I, I never had the problem where I'd bring it to work, I'd wake up and start doing, you know, I, I never, it was just me. I'd finish my match, and I had to get a buzz. But right. that's just the way it was, you know. And like, but the funny thing, like, you listen to the, here's the fascinating stuff. You hear stories like, like when, uh, like in Nash's shoot interviews sometimes uh, that he does with, with Sean Oliver. He, he's talked about like, bro, him and him and uh, when him and Sean would work each other, like they worked each other for for a long time, right? They would right. pop their somas before the match started, before yeah. they went to the ring, so their buzz would kick in right when the match was over. Right. <laughs> Bro, I saw this. We went, we went, we went to a club once, and mm-hmm. at that time I had just first trying somas because they did give you a good buzz. And right. um, I remember I used to take like two, and it gave me a real good buzz. And we went into yeah. this club, and we went into this club, and Nash had like eight in his hand, and he goes right. boom, and he took all eight at the same time. Yeah. I was like, holy fuck. You know, Bro, that, like, they were on a whole other like, level. So exactly. That's what when I, I my my best buzz ever is the thing two somas and two beers after my matches. That's like and you I feel comfortable. I didn't pass out. I just it's just a good right. buzz. We'd go eat, you know, and stuff like that. And that's that's the way it was. But then the, yeah, like I, I see these guys, they they pop seven, eight at a time, and I'm going like, how 
how can they do that? I was like, I don't know. I had to three one time, man. I started shaking, you know? I hated the Soma guys, man, because then you'd have to take care of Right. Yeah. And and yeah, they, they did something. Me. Bro, and here's the, here's the thing. And they did something that the first time I saw it, I was with Ray. I'll never forget it. And we both freaked out. And when you're so used to seeing it, but when another person sees it for the first time, they freak out. But when you start shaking. Yeah, the shake, the shakes. I would yeah. start shaking. You know what else used to cause that? What was that shit? Um, you know what I'm GHB? talking about, D.I., because y'all motherfuckers, yeah, that shit. Because that, I didn't fuck, even start until I was 27. No, no, no. So yeah. them, uh, the GHB didn't the, the G, the GHB did not went around, I would see guys fall down, and like I, like I said, I didn't even drink at this time. And I'd have to be carried, carried dudes to their damn hotel room. I was like, man, yeah. and that's why I, I kind of started doing my own thing for a little while. Because, like, right. when I was young, then all I wanted to do was, was, you know, get a girl anyway. Like I said, I didn't even drink. So I was like, man, I ain't taking care of y'all monkey asses. And so I just, you know, started kind of doing my own thing. But right. I, don't, yeah. I never got the, into I, the whole wanting to pass out in the club. Like, I, would, I might no. get so yeah. drunk that I get crazy, but it's never, like, was my goal to go get tore down. I might end up yeah. tore down, but that was never a goal. Right. Right. Yeah, that GH the GHB didn't last for but a couple months because guys were getting guys were passing out like comatose passed out like just dead weight out like a light like they said like you'd have to literally pick them up and you'd have to have two or three people pick them up and carry them because they were just so out they're like they weren't even like they, they, you couldn't bring them too you know it was scary you know like some of these guys I had one they, guy they thought they were dead I had I carried one guy on my shoulders to into the hotel and I'm so mad because she, I got to carry you some bitch. And I would walk. Like, every time I turn a corner, I'd make his head slam up against the wall hard as shit. Tremendous. <laughs> the next day, his ass got his head all knotted, and I just told him he fell down. But that shit happened because I bounced his head off the damn wall. Oh, my God. So, all right, so... What was I telling having you? those talks, having those talks with your friends, I mean, that's the worst because then when, you know, they feel like uh, you're judging them, but you really just want them to get better. And it just makes, it makes the friendship hard. You know? Right. And, and at that time, they're in no state of mind to be making any reasonable, you know, deductions. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like they're unreasonable. Yeah. 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 But they think so. I mean, man, like, you know what I mean? And rational people become irrational. It really does change the way you think, you know, uh, uh, really bad. Uh, I mean, I, and, and what's weird, I think a lot of people, if they just try to keep, be cognizant of some of the stuff they've done, they could have not went off the deep end. Because I know guys that would take like 40 somers a day. And yeah. I was like, yeah. damn, like, what about when you got to 10? Like, how, how come you didn't think yeah. enough? How do you keep going after that? Right. Like, Jesus, and right? the, even after my neck surgery, you know, my neck surgery, my uh, limit was four biking in a day. And so mm-hmm. I didn't go over that for I didn't test that theory. Right. Yeah. You know, I was just always kind of cognizant of what I did. And I honestly feel, too, that I just didn't have the chemistry to get addicted because, you know, right. the injuries I've had and, you know, it's not like I've ever been a saint. If I was going to, if I had the chemistry, I could have easily have. But just luckily, I didn't. It wasn't because I was yeah. suffering. 
And I just didn't have the chemistry. Yeah. I've, I've always, that's the, you're like me. I was always the exact same way. I always knew what the doctor's recommend, the, the doctor's dosage was. And I would never go over the doctor's dosage because I was like, geez, if, I, if I'm going over the doctor's dosage. But I wouldn't take, you know, you're supposed to take like, like a summer, like one every four hours. Like they did just do three or four days. You know, I would cheat because I would take two at a time. You know, so like I, I do it like that, but I would never go over like four in a 24-hour period. You know what I'm saying? So I'd take like two, and then maybe like a few hours, you know, hours later, I'd take two more with a couple of beers just like, you know, but that never, never more than four in a day because I was always cognizant, like, geez, that, that's, you're not supposed to be doing that many, you know? Mm-hmm. I had um, bottles that I flushed. Like, I remember one night, and uh, I couldn't get to sleep, and I was like, maybe I should just take uh, one, of, one of the things that was, because I had to sleep upright, and I naturally sleep on my stomach. And I had to sleep upright, and I was like, man, I should just take something. And then I just had this thought in my head, like, what if this is the moment where somebody becomes a drug addict? What if there's one specific moment in a drug addict's life where, where if he didn't get high that one time, it, it, he might have been okay? And so I got really scared, and I went and flushed all my shit down the toilet. And then the next day, my ass was in pain, and I didn't have nothing. <laughs> but I did. I did. Oh, maybe this is maybe this is how it happens. Maybe right here, if I don't, if I take it now, I'm gonna get addicted. So I got I got really scared and went uh, plus the shit. Right. Plus, here's the thing: when you look at people and you've been around people been addicted, you're thinking to yourself as a non-addict, why would I ever want to look like that or behave like that or lose? You know what I'm saying? And it, it just you know it's something very unappealing when you're not an addict. An addict. Yeah. yeah, if you watch that show, Intervention, man, that's a powerful show. Karen loves it. Like, I hate it because I've seen it in real life, and I don't really want right. to like, see it again. But, right. yeah, you see people, man, and, like, they'll have, there's been, you know, people that have millions, you know, and just, they seemingly have their life together. But, right. you know, they get addicted to whatever. And some people, and it's different for everybody, too, because some people, it'll take them a year to get addicted they can like right. they can pills every day and it'll take a year. Some people no, here's, it the very first time. Here's the here's a weird one, bro. Something. Here's a weird one, uh, Shane and DI are the functional addicts. You know what I want? The yeah. ones that they're addicted but they still functioning, you wouldn't know shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then when you see them off work, you're like, Holy shit, how do you even how do you even get up? You know, and but they Yeah. 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 Yeah, I used to take guys that take somers right when they wake up. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, they can't even you, like, you were just asleep. Right. Damn, that's what do. Right. Yeah. So, they want to start the day with a buzz, yeah. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Damn. Yeah, like, I, and I got to, you know, it's, I always had a problem. I don't like guys going to the ring with anything in their system, you know. Uh, right. Not if they're with me. You know, I've only yeah. had a couple episodes where I had to, you know, pull a rank and say, no, I'm not going out there with this motherfucker. But um, right. really? No, but you've actually had yeah. that happen before, where, where you said I'm not doing it. I said I'm not doing it once, and uh, there was one time, and um, I'm gonna have to leave the, name, the names out. Real, real quick, but there was one time in WCW. Really? On the Indies, but one one time in WCW, there was a guy that was messed up, and I wouldn't do any spots with him. Right. And wow. I just said, I ain't doing shit with him. And I just found something else to do in the match because it was a multi-man match. And I just wouldn't do shit with him. And, um, you know, I don't, I'll don't. i see guys like, hey, man, you want to have a beer real quick? I'm like, no, man. I, I, in the ring, I'm going to be clean. You know, I'm going to be clear-headed out there because ain't no telling what the hell could happen. 
Right. Now, now there is a there is a story when uh, the boys took me to Japan for the first time and tried to kill me. I might have still been hungover from the night before. Right. I ain't gonna say that. Then <laughs> that shit could have happened. Right. That shit could have been well been to happen, right. but nothing like you know the day of. Bro, this, this is what right. they would do, Shane. This is what they would do in Mexico. If somebody was fucked up, the first thing you would do is you'd one of two things. You'd take him into the corner, and then you'd beat him up real quick and have him get stretched out. So he's out of the fucking match. You don't even got to worry about him, you know? And then another one that we would do, which was made very famous by Octagon, and fans never really knew what was going on, but it was like our way of like teaching him a lesson. They would tie, like in the back of his mask, he had like a, what do you call this? Like um like these two little flaps and if you and if you pulled it up you could actually tie it up against the ropes and we just leave his ass tied there the whole match <laughs> how awesome is that yeah, that's crazy that's awesome. right? that awesome. yeah. yeah 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 but I um even, i don't even uh i get weird sometimes we got smears before a match but you know there's you know, some guys actually perform, you know, there's Joe Rogan makes a good argument about, you know, marijuana, some actually helping him think better. So he takes it right. when he does jujitsu because he feels like he relaxes and actually thinks better. So, right. you know, uh, in recent years, I've been a little bit more lax in terms of other guys doing that. I still, I still wouldn't do that before a match. Like I said, I just prefer to, to be Let me who tell I am you something. There. Let me tell you something. Cause I basically know everybody in the business. Well, most of them, not everybody but most of the ones that do smoke and the majority of them will not smoke before they go into the ring. You know, they're like, uh, you know, I just want to make sure that there's no problems and I don't forget anything. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And they'll go in there and most of them don't do it. But there are a couple guys that they have told me, Hey man, this relaxes me. I, I remember the high spots better. Well, if it works for you, it works for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and it's something you know uh, you try to look at on an individual basis for sure. You know, um, right? If it, like I say, I mean, if it, there's there's no solid evidence that is you know going to make them be bad or whatever, then you kind of got to go on that. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Each is own in that regard. Like, and then I don't care what they do after the show. I'm not that guy either. What you do after the show is your own business. Just don't make me have right. to put you on my shoulders. And yeah, tell because you Shade, wait a minute. <laughs> Shade, like he said, he ain't no saint. After the show, the no. drinking's on. He don't give a after fuck. After the show is on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I run into I you in a couple good after situations. The, I can't drink like I used to, though, man. I don't know if it's just no, age no, or just bro, being I don't out think, of practice, man. But. Yeah, I think it's both. Yeah. Are I you still here, D.I.? I'm like, damn. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. But, bro, there's nothing yeah. like after that show, you know, do you know, you know, like after the show, when all the boys are together and everybody's just drinking and, you know, busting balls and having a good time, you know what I'm saying? That's the time where everybody kind of lets loose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like you uh, uh, decompressurize or, I don't know, almost like, I don't know, you're, st- you're still kind of, you still have that high... The, that, that show high that gives you of hearing the crowd and going out there and performing, you know, your adrenaline's still kind of pumped, and then now you're kind of just chilling out after the match with everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is you know, uh, it's something that's needed because when you're, there and you're giving your energy to all these people, it's, you don't have anything to do. Right. The same with your boys and kind of, and that's also why we 
uh, the guys kind of like to go out in these clubs where we're not being mobbed. And we're not trying right. to be dicks to fans or anything like that. And definitely don't want to be, although some of the guys can be. But it's like right. you just got done performing, so you don't want to perform now. You just want to hang out and chill. And, right. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Well, what you guys got going on this week? I'm going to have to bounce out of here and go, and go super kick my kids. <laughs> uh, you tell us what you got. What you got going on? I got means, Australia, what, what, I got Australia what, what, this weekend. You got Australia, all right? When's that? Uh, that's Saturday, so I fly out Friday. I got a, a show Saturday, and I'm going to fly right back home Sunday. What wow. city are you in? Monday, I'll sound like I'm in a coma. What city are you in? Hell, I don't even know, man. I forgot. I <laughs> dig up the advertisement before I come. Let I'm me in know, the bro. City because... of Australia, man. In one big city. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me know, because if you're going to be in Melbourne, I'll have my brother-in-law take care of you, and D.I. knows it. That guy's fucking cool as shit. I don't. It's definitely yeah. not Melbourne, but I'll see if it's close All right. By. All right. Yeah, but but uh, uh okay. I, have, I was just over there last year with House of Hardcore, so I haven't been there in at least a year. So it should be a pretty good trip. But yeah, great I, country like said, and great fans. Monday, yeah, yeah, really nice people. A lot of nice people over there. I always had a good right. time. But when right. I, after doing that trip so close there and back, when I come here Monday, when I talk to you guys Monday, uh, I'll sound <laughs> like I'm on some summers then, but I won't be. Right. <laughs> You'll be just be sleep deprived. Yeah, I I can't handle yeah. jet lag. Now. I get jet lag like crazy now. That might really? be a, that's an age thing too. That's out of practice to, I never too. Get jet lag. Yeah. yeah, but that's also out of practice because when you're doing it every day, it's like people always used to be. Oh, don't you get tired of traveling? Well, it's just part of the gig, you know. I just read or sleep, one of the two. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. So, well, anything else you got going on, uh, Shane? That's it. You know, like I said, I got Australia this week, going back to right. Ring of Honor uh, the week after that. And then I think I got a couple conventions a week in, uh, weeks in a row, and I'll let you guys know about them. Oh, that's cool. So you're going back to Ring of Honor. That's great. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. So, if, uh, uh, well, you know, we yeah, were just ahead. talking about some things because I'd only agreed to the three appearances at first. I said that was the only dates I had open. Um, right. So, uh, but we're talking about some future things because I, you know, based on how how well everything went this weekend. So um, nothing concrete, but I'll let you guys know. No, that's cool, man. That's a promotion that's doing big things, and it's always cool to be part of a hot promotion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I hope you're, everything with your son's getting better, and, um, you know, we'll check you out next week on your favorite segment, the Shane Helm segment. Boom. <laughs>
close your eyes. Think about all those wonderful times that we used to have. Yeah. Now I know things aren't the way they used to be right now, but they are going to get better someday. And I know that. And I remember, I remember when we used to play shoot 'em up, shoot 'em up. D.I. Yo. You ready for the world famous disco list? Uh, yes, I am. All right. Boom. Before we start the disco list, I just want to say real quick, um, uh, I need to give a shout out to all the following Patreon members. Thank you for joining. Don't forget to resign and spread the word to friend or foe. Jack Dewberry from Parts Unknown, that gets a pop. Jonathan from Falls Church, Virginia. Jonathan Herman from Dallas, Texas. Kevin Morales from Oakland, California. Viva Guatemala, uh, Chapin for Life. Um, Brian Juarez from the San Francisco Bay Area, the Yay. Uh, Adolfo Gomez from Berwyn, Illinois. Uh, Rashad Robles from Covina, California. James Agu from the Jersey Shore, Matt Moore from Chattanooga, Tennessee, and Shane Wilson from Richmond, Virginia. Thank you all very much for checking out our Patreon. All right, man, let's start off the disco list with that uh, filthy Canadian contingent, uh, Lord Cyrus. Okay, now Lord Cyrus last week, um, right. after, like, I guess he had sent in, I, I heard the recording of the show, uh, right. Lord Cyrus sent in a submission. Right. Uh, that he wants to be uh, his submission for his introduction. He he wants to be a supplemental entry into the Hall of Fame. Right. Okay, um, you know me. Okay, I'm very fair. I know he's right. on the list. Okay, right. I will be willing. Okay, next week to have a supplemental vote right. on whether or not we let him in. All okay? right. And, uh, and on the air vote. All, uh, I think we should have an on the air vote. Absolutely. And right. we'll do that. We'll do it right. on the air, and we'll see if he can, we'll see if we can get voted in. All right, Cyrus. And um, we'll do next that week. And we'll yes. And uh, yeah, if you but he's still go ahead. If you want to, if you want to send just one last thing. If you want to send a short, you know, one minute thing to kind of uh, butt rest. What a tremendous word. Um, uh, uh, your inclusion into the Hall of Fame uh, uh, that will be welcome and can be submitted. Um, Lance Storm. Uh, even though he's uh, he's not on the Killing the Town podcast, he's still on the list. All right. Uh, did you uh, see that? What a hypocrite he is. What do you do? Did you okay? So Sasha Banks took a crossbody from uh, either Edward Moon or one of the girls. She took right. a crossbody, 
where she landed, she took the crossbody on the ladder, a flat right. ladder, right. which is the, the similar to the bump that Rick Rude uh, took with Sting, uh, when Sting crossbody him outside the ring and he landed on an elevated part of the thing and, and, and ruined his, and ended his back and ruined his career. Landstorm right. tweeted, hey, don't try this at home. Okay, like, mm-hmm. like basically, you know, like, and, uh, and but, but he's been kind of saying like, oh, that's okay, she's she's a good worker, you know. And there she was doing another reckless thing, and he's trying to say, hey, you're gonna kill yourself. So he's kind of like flipped a little bit on uh, on his um, woman apologist stuff, you know, because he is a woman apologist, just like uh, uh, Osiris has said. So. All right. But he's but uh, on the list. All right. Um. So 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 he. Amongst the other trans, pants transgressions, what a tremendous word for Latino. Now he's all, and being a, a, a woman advocate or whatever it is, um, he's also now on for being a flip-flopper? Yeah, he's, he's uh, backtracking. All right. Backtracking. Um, Paul Lazenby. He's still on the list. Security to the stars. Uh, Scott Tuggles DMR. He's still on the list for... Um Trying to say that I plagiarized the Vine match, which was fake news, flat out lie. That's tremendous. Right? Yeah. What a lie. That was a great interview. If you guys want to check that out, it's a couple episodes ago. Um, Chris Jericho. Uh, he has not said He has not apologized for him telling me I was a shit podcaster. Uh, right. When he sent him that, that 100th episode, think he still has not right. sent an apology for that? Can it be written or it has to be verbal? No, it's got to be verbal, public. All right. I'm just I'm making sure the parameters. Uh, Rebecca Evers. She's on the list. All right. For those of you that don't know, that's Handstorm's daughter, Barry D.I. Um, right. uh, here comes the North Kakalaki crew. Matt Maxell, Wolfgang, Rebbe, and Senor Benjamin. Uh, well, I guess WWE, uh, like Shane said, they had a recent um, their WWE uh, behind the scenes. They did a documentary on the Hardy Boys and the problems that they've had. Right. And um, how they turned their careers around and basically fought their demons and stuff, but that does not get them off the list. So no, that is all still on the list. Yeah, they're all still on the list. Even though Shane Helms, who's next on the list, did a heartfelt like um, uh, you know conversation about it. Yeah. Okay. Why would they get them Shane off the list? Shane Helms. He's on the list. All right. Sexy he, star. Yeah, and even even though even though his um, I know Shane uh you know um. His kid uh, was in the hospital this past week, and uh, he's better right. now. Right. So, uh, but but the kid going in the hospital does not get you off the list. Um, wow. That, I just want to make that very clear. You know, the list right. is very comprehensive, and it's very hard to get off of. There's a lot of parameters. It's very easy to get on. It's a right. sexy star. Oh, she's still on the list. She's still on your list? She's 100%. She's on my list. Explanation. Her explanation. Uh, yeah, that explanation was terrible. That'll always be on the list. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs, blue fingernails and purple toenails. If, if they were orange, green, or white, or pink, they'd still be on the list. The only thing that's right. going to get those off the list, yeah. uh, I, I said it's very difficult to get off the list, but if he could provide right. a video of a hot girl doing his fingers and toenails for him, scantily right. clad, I would probably take it off the list. Uh, but I'm under the, under the understanding right now that he does his own fingers and toenails. So he, they're still on the list. Um, okay, 100%. I'm going to see if I can get that. I'm going to see him in Toronto at the July Impact tapings, and I'm going to, I'm going to uh, present that to him and film it and see what he says. Uh, Mark Madden. 
Uh, he's still on the list. He tried to say, he tried to, uh, what was it, Chris Jericho, um, somebody tweeted that, I, that, that, that Jericho gave you props for the 1,004 holds, and, and Matt is actually, he actually thinks that he came up with that idea. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He thinks he, he thinks, so all he did was contributions, contributed, uh, like, some of the names of the holds. That's it. Right. Right. The idea was now. Right. This one, you, you took a whole bunch of them off the list, including the LGBTQ show, but Vince Russo. He's on the list. His singing. Hit, that's on the list. The Conspiracy Horseman. Uh, ben Heyman and Stevie Richards and another guy, um, Palomino, whatever his name is, they're still on the list. <laughs> okay. What would you give their show from a 1 to 10? Well, it's a, it's a show like Conspiracy. Well, well, the show I listen to... They were trying to say that the uh, that the Denver airport had some type of demonic statues there and worship they're worshiping the devil. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I mean, it's like the, the the show I listen to, I'd give it a. I'll tell you what. Some people, if you're a conspiracy theorist, you probably think of the, the show. The show's a ten. Okay. Would David Weiss I like this show? A hundred percent. He would probably agree. With right. Me. Uh, right. And David Weiss is on the list. He's yeah, I know he is. Okay, um, but I would give the show that specific show a two because it just sounded right. ridiculous. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, Pat Simon Diamond. Oh God, he's on the list. The Reverse Battle Royal, who Frankie Kazarian came on the show and outed him as being the the inventor of that, which he denied. Yeah, he denies it, but Frankie Kazarian stated on the show he has kept copious notes from the beginning right. of his career, so I would trust Frankie's notes. And, uh, right. So yeah, that's definitely on the list still. The term Watts approved. That's on the list. Watts approved. He never met Watts. Right. Watts he never approved. even met him, but he still puts Watts approved. All right. All right. Uh, Eddie yeah, Teddy Bear Ferrara. Eddie Teddy Bear Ferrara and his gout. Uh, that's on the list because I found out you know too. My dad has gout. So Ed Ferrara's gout is still definitely on the list. That's yeah. Ricky Hustle. Uh, even, Ricky Hustle's on the list, even though he tried to come to the uh, the um, Reality Wrestling Booker T Fantasy Camp to try to meet me to get off the list, but that did not get him off the list. Actually, right. It solidified his spot on the list. Right? Even though he tried right. to be nice, he was nice. Yeah. That's great. The fake nicery does not work with DI. Al Lightheart. Uh, forgiving Ricky Hustle and Kevin Gill the form to bury me on their ITPV on the Wrestle Circus uh, show, yeah. but he's still on the list. Did I see you tweet it, something yesterday? He'll stay on the list forever for doing that, unless that show will ever be um, erased from history, the, which I doubt it. Or an will. apology on the show. Now, did I see this thing on Twitter? Obviously, I'm blocked by KG, but you had made some sort of comment, and he answered you back. No, no, no. He made a comment that uh, um, that basically he said, hey, you know, regardless of what people say about me, that you know, I've, I've actually done – Broadcasting and stuff and everything, so you know, like he's actually he's actually worked some, done promos, he's done inter- announcing for shows, right? Right. And he basically said, you know, you, you can take you, you can say what you want, but you can't take that away. And I I basically retweeted, I said, you know, this is true. But the one thing you can never, I go, the one thing that people that have never, and that, this is a general statement. I just used KG's queen. I wasn't like giving super props to KG. The one right. thing I was going to say, this is this is for everybody, all the marks out there, okay. If you've never done this, you can never argue 
with us from a point of experience. Yeah, that's, that's the, the part I read, yeah. That's the right, part that's I read. That's just the fact. That's just right. No matter yeah. if people have done this and the people that haven't done this, the people that haven't done this can never argue from experience. It's just that that's in yeah. any type of, you know, right. anything. Right. You know, if, if I've right. never been to, you know, if I've never worked in the FBI, I'm not going to argue politics with an FBI agent like, you know, for reporting right. experience. Right, right. because right. one is very simple. One's an insider perspective and one's an outsider perspective. Right. One's a um, fan's perspective, but one's a, one's a people that do this. It's a period, you know? Marcus Everett. The kid that was flat? Yeah. Bro, they're, but he's still on the list. They're, these are idiots. Okay, go, if you're listening to the show, go find the, 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 vid, the video of the, of the kid that was flat again, please. It's a very right. specific action. The guy jumps right. from a, a tall, a, 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 a jumps from a tall uh, height, and he lands on cement, and it's a splat. Okay? Right. It's not a thud. Right. It's not a two-part fall. It's just the right. kids jump right. and it would splat. So it's like a smacking right. sound. That's a splat. And everybody keeps it's tweeting. It's not a thud. Things that don't look, it's not the, the, is this a splat? People keep like tweeting stuff like that. You know, it's not a splat. You're running right. like in the, taking a tope into a bunch of... Doing a tope out of the ring. A splat. And the guy right. moves out of the way. He's working <laughs> in the chairs. It's not a splat, you know? Uh, it's, it's, it's right, and the and and the thing is, is that we actually had him on the show after he did that. You guys should listen to it because it's ridiculous the story behind it. He actually got back into the ring and finished the match, which I could not believe. Yeah, finished the match. Yeah, yeah. Um, it didn't break anything. It didn't break. Right, anything. <laughs> did it? Right, exactly. He did incredible. Right. You know, I felt bad. Landed, he actually landed perfectly. Right. To save himself from injury. Like, if you're going like to jump off of a height and land on cement, I guess you took the textbook bump to, to, to be, you know, that you would do that safely. Just go with it. <laughs> yeah. You know who I thought was, you know was going to go splat? Did you see that video? And it was, just happened to flash on when I was on the computer um, of that raccoon that had gone up the, the, the side of a, of a building. Bro, the the building was like twenty stories high, and he was just climbing and cl- climbing. And I know he must have been wondering, "Fuck, when does this end?" You know. And they were like right. showing it live, and people were like, "Oh, I hope it doesn't fall." And I kept thinking, if it falls, that will break Marcus Everett's splat fall. But um, <laughs> he made it all the way to the top. Boom. Oh boy. Um, Jojo Feeney. Uh, this is only twenty point. And even though he's in the hospital and he's getting tests done, he's still on the list. That is tremendous. Uh, his Creative Control Network and Wrestling and Pro Wrestling T Store. Jesus <laughs> Christ, those are both on the list. Got I wish Joe was here. It's too bad Joe's not here this week. Um, so we could bury him real yeah, time. You know what he actually said? If he if he could produce a doctor's note to say get him off the list, he actually right. texted me that. I said, why would they get you yeah. off the list? That's the strangest right. question I think I've ever heard. You know. Um, so yeah, the Creative Sh- Control Network with all those schmucks he has on there. That's still on the list. Right. And the Pro Wrestling Tea Store for having more shirts than you and I combined on the store. And he's adding more. Right. That's still Shark on, that's Boy. Still on the list. Oh, he's still on the list. Um, Raven. Uh, he's still on the list. Uh, Joy DeFalco. Uh, oh, that little son of a bitch. Yeah, he's still on From, the list. The disrespectful asshole. The guy, he's talking about... Uh, the son of the of the promoter from Vegas at uh, what is it called FSW? Future, Future Stars of Wrestling promoter. It's his kid. He also does a video production for us, and he's the one that sent Kevin Kleinrock the picture 
that they put on the stupid idiot club shirts that that, that people sold with my picture on it. And uh, <laughs> I confronted him about this, and he was very uh, con- very, very cocky, very you know, condescending, uh, flippant towards flippant. Right. Would be the perfect word to use. You know, very very uh, you, you know, he was a jerk. You know, not that apologetic. Was tremendous. I loved it. Burning Man, man. Oh, you mean the guy that went to the Burning Man festival and um, took bath salts and flaca and ecstasy and thought he was uh, the actual Burning Man and ran into a fire and burned to death? <laughs> yeah, Sherman Bath Salts, that guy. Um, yeah. Who else were we talking about at the beginning of the show that might have been on the same thing as him? Remember? Um. At the beginning of the show, we were talking about that? The yeah, when we were talking addictions, were, uh, I think, with Shane. Yeah, talking Shane. And oh, I was like, uh, I wonder if he was on the same thing the Burning Man man was on. Um, oh, yeah. Road Dog. <laughs> uh, he's still on the list. Uh, Jay George. Uh, he's on the list. And unfortunately, because Joe's not producing the show, we don't have a disco list wrestling promos this week. or uh, We're going to have to take a week off um, for other schedules. You know, we have... Alternate programming this week, but um, yeah, right. Jay for George, Joe's selfishness. Uh, Mitch, Mitch, Val- Mitch Valentine and Jay George have been on Twitter this week, uh, really saying that they buried the other person. Can like you read me one of those promo. tweets? Because I haven't seen that at all. Uh, one or two that I, you might I think. Might, uh, they're they're might. so deep on my thing, but but they're, they're they've right. been very vocal on Twitter that they're getting the better of each other. You know. All right. Let me see. Wait one uh, hopefully we can book that. If if you guys do end up going to the Madison Square Garden, that match can go. In, we can put that in the garden, you know. And we can put Enzo on one side and Cass on the other. <laughs> For sure. Right. Um, uh, Mike Beltran's mustache, the referee from UFC. Uh, that's the list. You know what we could actually do? Let's go back one one thing here. This would be like a, a match that Russo would book. Okay. We could act. Okay. We could actually have. Let's have a match like between Enzo and Cass in a tag match against J. George and Mitch Valentine. Because that's like what Vince would do. He'd book a bunch of guys that don't like each other and put them in a match where they have to tag with each other. That's yeah, tremendous. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Jeff Lane's room. Oh, with his toys? Jesus Christ. That's yeah. still on the list. So the, kid looks like, the, the room looks like a, like, a, like a nine-year-old kid's room. Right. Like, you know, and for yeah, sure you we... get older... <clears throat> Bro, he's thirty something yeah. years old. At some point, what, wouldn't you have rented like? Wouldn't you have to, 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 the room that you grew up in as you gotten older? Hey, let me renovate my room. You right. Keep Add some the toys. When your parents made it when you were four years old and stuck in there, like Add, you never and sell that the, the toys, time. bro. Right. Yeah, the toys uh, too. You never took down the toys. Kevin Clamrock's triple R. Uh, that's on the list. Jeff Jarrett. Wait a minute, Kevin Kleinrock. Oh, Lucha. Lucha? That's that too. All right. Oh, that, yeah, Jeff Jarrett. Oh, he's still on the list. Even though he went to rehab, his daughter Jaren's basketball team won the regionals. He's in the Hall of Fame, and he's a Triple A champ. That is. <laughs> if you act like that stuff, like you should get him off the list. I think it's funny. No, of course not. No, I just, I just want to hear you, which you don't say anymore. Say just because a guy's trying to get his life back together again doesn't mean I'm going to take him off the list. More, more for that. Yeah, yeah, well, that's that, that's true. Anybody that's trying to like improve their life and you know turn things around, that doesn't get you off the list. Either. All right, I just wanted to make sure. PWG. Uh, that's on the list. Uh, Ryan Satin and his girlfriend Erica Steiner. Oh, they're so nice, especially since Ryan Satin tried to go after me on Twitter again this week. So he's so nice. There, did you see that Ryan Satin 
and his buddy, uh, the guy he does the, the Pro Wrestling Sheet podcast, has also been added to StarCast. Uh. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of podcasters out there that I think have said negative things about me on their podcast. That and you I'm might confront them there. I'm gonna, oh, I'm definitely calling them all out. I'm all definitely right. you know you know me. I'm I'm I've never backed down from a confrontation where I'm defending my thoughts, and I'm gonna I'm gonna finally have a chance. You know to what we should do? We should all these we guys should, in front of an audience to see you know if they take me do, up. We should do it. Let's what? let's put it out there right now. Let's do a couple unannounced run-ins uh-huh. on a couple podcasts. Okay. All right. So that, what do you mean that, by that? Just, just because if they're going to have a live podcast, let's just walk in on the podcast. Oh, no, 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 we're gonna, oh 100%. Yeah, yeah, interrupt right. them. Like, right, like, yeah, unannounced 100%. run-in. Right. The right. song, She's a Lady. Like, oh, you know, no, no, you know, like, 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 like Antifa. <laughs> like when Ben Shapiro is speaking or something like that. With torches like when Milo and shit. Like when Milo is speaking and do Antifa. Like show up, you know? Right. Uh, the song She's a Lady. Uh, that's on the list. You guys keep playing that still. That's disgusting. Uh, David Weiss, the Flat Earth Guy. Still on the list. Independent New Japan Mexican and Women Wrestling. Also on the list. Seth Rollins Knee. Still on the list. WWE Creative. Still on the list. <laughs> X-Pac. Uh, he's still on the list. And the Meltzer's rating system. Oh, my God. It's still because, you know, I, I wanted to go over the Kenny Omega uh, match, right. but everybody and their mother is talking about that, and I don't... I, right. I, I, they, I, you know me, I'm the contrarian. You know, right. I've always, I, I, think I, think, I think we should be the contrarian and not talk about that. All right. Everybody else so, did, you know, so. All right. Yeah. Well, you made me see the whole, whole thing so we could talk about it, but at least I saw something good. She's a lady. Oh, 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 she's a lady. Talking about that little lady. And the lady is What do you got going on? Uh, at the Real Disco on Twitter, at Disco Master Gigi on Instagram, Future Stars of Wrestling in Vegas. We've teamed up with uh, the Snake Pit. Um, so uh, Jake the Snake, D'Lo Brown, and Sin Bodie are going to be start training there on July 1st. I'm going to start training again too. Uh, maybe some Mondays and Sundays, uh, possibly, based on my sports schedule. Uh, you can also catch me on Vince Russo's The Brand on the Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Disco Show. Drops Friday on the Real Network. And if you're in Vegas and want to go to the World's Largest Children's Club, you can go to Sapphire Gentleman's Club. You dial 702-303-3430. We will send a free limo to pick you. Mention my name. Send your free limo to pick you up, get your info free, and get your free drinks. Save us about $80, $90. All right. So now if you want to go see him, and I know a lot of guys have hit us up that, uh, uh, during the Expo Lucha, which I'll be there with, um, with D.I. and Shane. Um, that they're going to be going over to Sapphires uh, to um, meet Glenn. There is a protocol, and the protocol goes a little something like this. You can talk to Glenn uh, one to three minutes if you put him over. Additional time if you're not annoying and you tell him you've got it like that. At no time will there be any direct eye contact. 
Uh, $20 handshake gets you an autographed picture or another round of beer. Uh, if you are drunk and or obnoxious or don't put them over, you will hear this. Tell you one guy from the front door to back reception. At which point you can tell them, you go, girl, because they're kicking you out or you're getting 86, which means permanent removal. And I got tremendous news. Hugs are back on the table, especially for cute transgenders. And this is attention for all gentlemen callers. Now, I know you like healthy shit, right, D.I.? Of course. So the hand job of the week has mushrooms and veggies. It's the Mugu Guy Pan. And you do get a hometown discount from 3 to 5 in the morning. And you can now witness this in 3D or virtual reality. Unfortunately, the 3D glasses or the VR goggles are not included. Um, That's uh, <laughs> um, also, just to show you, and this is... He doesn't do it all the time, but only for this weekend, just to show you that there is an awakening and an evolution in disco social views. This week, the handjobs will be served while he's wearing a, woman, a Wonder Woman outfit and flying the rainbow flag in support of the LGBTQ community. I had to get it in because he took true. out the Vince Russo thing, so I had to get it in. <laughs> um, okay, so you can check me out on... Um, on uh, Impact on Thursdays, we've got a real cool storyline going on with the old LAX versus new LAX, uh, AAA, which is live on Twitch. I think the next show is until July 13th, but that's live on Twitch. Um, and you can check me out on Facebook and Twitter at K-O-N-N-A-N-5150. Um, make sure if, you, you know, if you're going to send any letters, uh, where do we got this thing real quick? Um, it's at, uh, if you've got any questions, send them to k100questions at gmail.com. And uh, you can go to our Facebook um, page, which is um, facebook.com slash k100conan. And we'll be at the expo thing. We'll be at All In. So, uh, and we'll also be on the Jericho Cruise in October. So until next week, uh, thank you, everybody, for checking out Keeping It 100. Boom. Oh, another little thing, too, a little quick sidebar. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kevin Cross mm -hmm. made his debut on Impact Wrestling last week, so we're going to be seeing a lot of uh, Kevin Cross coming up on Impact Wrestling. Yes, Kevin on Impact and on AAA. Um, nice. uh, remember to spread the word to friend or foe. Boom. Please support Keeping It 100 with Conan on Patreon, patreon.com slash Conan, or Conan.me for extra audio content, as well as exclusive video from Aero Lucha and Impact Wrestling, Disco Inferno training sessions, listener roundtables, plus so much more. Don't forget to subscribe to Keeping It 100 with Conan on your podcast provider, so you can get each episode as it drops every Thursday. Leave us a rating and a review. And check out ProWrestlingTees.com for t-shirt stores for Conan, Disco, Mass Republic, Hooventude, and that's right, even me. K100Questions at Gmail is the email address to send any questions, comments, or even songs for the Juicy Seal of Approval. And finally, go to ChrisJerichoCruise.com for all the information on the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager, featuring Ring of Honor Pro Wrestling, Comedy, and Rock Music from Miami to Nassau, which takes place October 27th to 31st, 2018. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you next week. All right, yo, if you're checking out the World Cup this year like I am, uh, if you're listening to it in Spanish and English, you'll see a big difference between the way the American sportscaster um, describes a goal and the Latino uh, sportscaster describes a goal. Here it is. Boom. 
Chicharito dropped it back. Give and go. Chicharito from Guardado. Here he comes. Hernandez leads it. Lozano. Cutting. Looking. Shooting. Lozano. Go. Mexico leads. Guardado que devuelve para Javier. Va Chicharito. Si cruza Tachuki. Viene el primero. Viene, viene, viene. Engancha para pegarle. Viene. Viene. 